This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday. It is October 2nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, President Donald Trump and First Lady Melania Trump tested positive for coronavirus, he said Friday. The positive test comes a month until the election and after the president has spent the year largely downplaying the threat of the virus. Trump's positive test comes just hours after the White House announced that senior aide Hope Hicks came down with the virus after traveling with the president several times this week. Trump was last seen by reporters returning to the White House on Thursday evening and looked to be in good health. Trump, who is 74 years old, uh, puts him at a higher risk of serious complications from the virus that has now killed more than 205,000 people nationwide. In a uh, memorandum, the president's physician said that the president and first lady are both well at this time and plan to remain at home in the White House. Uh, The diagnosis comes as the president has been trying desperately to convince the American public that the worst of the pandemic is behind them, even as cases continue to rise just weeks before the November 3rd election, and it stands at the most serious known public health scare encountered by any sitting American president in recent history. Hicks traveled with the president multiple times this week, including aboard Marine One, the presidential helicopter, and an Air Force One to a rally in Minnesota on Wednesday and aboard Air Force One on Tuesday night for the first presidential debate in Cleveland. Philadelphia restaurant mogul Stephen Starr's iconic flagship location, Continental Restaurant and Martini Bar in Old City, is closing indefinitely amid fallout of the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm. Starr confirmed to the Business Journal on Thursday. The last day of operation for the 138 Market Street concept is Saturday. The restaurant, a diner-inspired eatery serving global electric fare, is the birthplace of the Star Restaurant's brand. It lo- launched in 1995. Eclectic, eclectic fare? Uh, yep. Okay, eclectic. So a lot of, I think a lot of people <laughs> yeah. would wow, die. Wow, this stuff hurts. I'm just, I'm just, my bones are shaking. <laughs> um, so to put things into perspective on how I view the world, the first story is about the leader of the free world having COVID. This particular restaurant has a burger I love. Uh, yeah, and I'm telling this, you, man. this hits me where I live. Well, Good stuff. is there another? There are other continentals. Yeah. Yeah, there's one in Atlantic City. And Mid- that Midtown. One's, that yeah. one's closed right now as well, okay. the Atlantic City one. Uh, the Midtown Continental uh, continues to operate. Oh, Did you see the story coming out of New York that perhaps oh, as whew. much as 50% of the restaurants will be closed permanently oh, after? Whew. Yeah, it's, it's heavy duty. Yeah, it's it's a blow. I mean, uh, we, we'll hold on hope that those restaurateurs will bounce back and reopen he after has, things get back to normal. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. And yeah. He, he, hopefully he has the firepower to make that happen. So Starr said that this closure is not necessarily permanent and just for a while as the brand figures out what to do with the restaurant during the coronavirus pandemic. With Was the, it a risk to serve electric fare from the yeah, beginning? Yeah, be yeah. Big, I mean, that's really what took him down. With the COVID-19 <laughs> restrictions in place in Philadelphia, Starr said the Continental can only accommodate about 45 people. It's too small of a restaurant to be restricted in its seating, so we can't break even with the way it's structured, he said in an interview. With the outside, we were able to, but with the cold weather coming, it won't. Uh, we won't be able to make it happen. Star Restaurant Group operates nearly 40 restaurants, including popular Philadelphia stat- establishments such as Park, Elvez, and Budokan. I'll tell you what, uh, as well, this Continental, this particular uh, location is always used in shots of Philly. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it always ends up as it's sort of an iconic, you know, looking. Been in movies before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He opened it 25 years ago. It was his first restaurant, um, so it's kind of his baby. It's it's a little it's sad that it yeah. has to close, um, but the company will continue to operate that Midtown location, uh, and then an Atlantic City location is currently uh, closed until further notice. Pennsylvania can restore pandemic restrictions on indoor and outdoor gatherings. A federal appeals court ruled Thursday, putting on hold a judge's ruling that threw out statewide limits on crowd size and other measures meant to limit the spread of coronavirus. The third U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals said the administration of Governor Tom Wolf may once again enforce size limits on gatherings while it appeals the lower court order. U.S. District Judge William Stickman in Pittsburgh, an appointee of President Donald Trump, ruled against the state's size limits on indoor and outdoor gatherings, saying they violate citizens' constitutional rights to assemble. The state has been enforcing a gathering limit of more than 25 people for events held indoors and more than 250 people for those held outside. Uh, The September 4th ruling prompted many Philadelphia school districts to allow more fans in the stands at high school football games and other athletic contests. More than 160,000 people in Pennsylvania have contracted the virus since the beginning of the pandemic and more than 8,100 deaths have been attributed to COVID-19, according to the state health officials. In sports this morning... Doc Rivers reached an agreement on a five-year deal to become the next coach of the Sixers. His deal with the Sixers comes only three days after he parted ways with the L.A. Clippers. It also means he'll return to the Atlantic Division, where he will face the Boston Celtics, with whom Rivers won an NBA title in 2009 as coach. He takes over a Sixers team that lost in the final round of the Eastern Conference playoffs and continues to consider changes to a roster that general manager Elton Brand wants to build around all-stars Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Did you hear what his saying is going to be? F the process. (laughs) (laughs) The NFL is rescheduling the Steelers-Titans game to later in the season after an additional Titans player and one personnel tested positive for COVID-19. The game will not be played in week four. This now means that the Steelers will have a bye week before they face the Eagles next weekend. This weekend, the Eagles will travel to San Francisco to play the 49ers on Sunday night. Kickoff is set for 8-20. Last night in Thursday Night Football, the Denver Broncos beat the New York Jets. Melvin Gordon sealed the Broncos' first win of the season with a 43-yard touchdown run with a minute 48 remaining, beating the Jets 37-28. to And in last night's baseball playoffs, the Atlanta Braves beat the Cincinnati Reds to advance to the NLDS. The Oakland A's beat the Chicago White Sox to win that series. The San Diego Padres beat the St. Louis Cardinals to tie that series up at one. And the L.A. Dodgers beat the Milwaukee Brewers to move on to the next round. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you, Kathy. Uh, a couple of quick text messages before we get started, uh, this text message says, hey, who sings the Friday song? Oh. Casey, what's the name of the the the, the group that did that? Well, it's called music, it's right? Making Music is what it's called. Okay. And, They're and, for kids, right? Yep. Yeah, clearly, so, yeah. I mean, well, we oh, did um, classes uh, with our children, you know, when they were little, and it's just, you know, like, it was usually, like, in, like, a, a like a church <laughs> right, a cafeteria right, yeah, yeah. or yeah. whatever, and, and but it was awesome, and so they're called Making Music. Okay, all right. Which and location? But she was a specific location, that woman that said It was a Delco location. Delco, so yeah. It is Delco. So, Kath, they have a storefront as well, and that was in on 452 in uh, Aston. But we, but she also was at, like, all the churches as well. So. Okay. All right, and then uh, this other one is just a statement. It says, no effing sad, bro. It's Friday, and I'm off, and two pork shoulders hit the grates on my smoker as of 15 minutes ago. <laughs> smoking a joint while smoking some pulled pork, baby. Wow. 
It was the most random uh, message I saw That's so far this morning. Sounds so like, like a pretty you know good what? Friday. That is a master well, plan like for Friday. That guy's yeah, off yeah. to a good start. Yeah, you know? it sounds like substance abuse to me, guys. Happy to hear it. Well, maybe he has a legal card <laughs> yeah, yeah. to uh, <laughs> smoke for uh, you know medical purposes. Sure. Uh, and to smoke pork. Uh, and to smoke it, pork, right. too. Maybe that's uh, part of his problem. <laughs> All right, so we do have some things to get to today. Giving away our Word of the Week prize, $1,000, courtesy of I Can See Your Voice. Don't miss that if you begin keeping track of the letters. It looks a little odd this week, but we'll see how that forms out Yes, uh, when Pierre gets in here and gives us our last letter. So hopefully you'll have a shot at winning. Uh, we also have some important information concerning the Camp Out for Hunger. This is a very important announcement that will be made around the Bazaar file. And we're going to need your help, and you'll find out how you can do that. So we'll get to that. And we also have comedian Tony Roberts, who will be joining us. And Tony's going to be performing at Helium. Uh, the show's sold out uh, Friday and Saturday. Two shows, uh, let's see here, on Sunday with tickets available. So we will talk to Tony a little bit later on. And, of course, Rocktober Madness, day number two today, uh, a bizarre upset took place yesterday. A bit of a mind blower. So we had Seed Ones win in our uh, bracket, Jackson and Sarah's bracket, and Jackie and Brent. So Zeppelin. Foo Fighters and Tool are all moving on. Those were all one, number one seeds. But in Pierre's matchup, <laughs> it was Rolling Stones, a number one seed, against Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, a number 16 seed. CSMY moves on and beat the Stones. Wow. The very, very last pick of the draft beat the very, very first pick of the draft. Has that ever happened in NCAA his no, no, yeah, no. A 16 seed I don't think has ever beaten it, it, one it has. It has a couple of times. It's it's rare. Yeah, I, I promise. I, no, I thought it was a 15 seed nope. that's beaten a two seed. Okay. No, in, re, in recent history, it, it actually has happened, okay. but uh, it's a very rare occurrence. All right. Well, that rare occurrence took like, get <laughs> place yesterday. And I was listening, man, and I got to say, when you hear those songs yes. back to back, as voluminous as the Rolling Stones are, as a band, and as talented as they are, God damn, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young just sounds awesome. Because yeah, he played Sweet Judy Blue Eyes yesterday. I'm like, I mean, that's my, wherever I'm going, I'm going to stop and let this song finish for a while in my car before I get out and do what I need to do. It's that type of song. So. And you're absolutely right, Preston. So what you have to remember is it it's what songs are played as they're going head-to-head yeah. and those last-minute flips like you hear Sweet Judy Blue Eyes, and I don't care what Rolling Stones song goes up against it, that's... That's a great song. It's yeah. a great battle. And also, you can't underestimate the uh, the need for people to, as you said yesterday, just kind of screw around with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, here's the official information. UMBC became the first 16 <laughs> seed ever to, be, uh, to upset a number one seed in 2018 when the Retrievers defeated Virginia and became an overnight yeah. sensation. I was sitting with John Brazier, who's a UVA alum, uh-huh. and they were the number one seed. Oh, we were, we were no. at spring training, and he was <laughs> devastated. Number one seed went down in the first all. round. Yeah, they, they like, might have won it all. Yeah, You don't even watch that game. No, it's like, oh, who are we going to play in the second round? Yeah, yeah. right. Well, all right, well, it happened yesterday. Let's take a break. I have a voluminous amount of celebrity stories to pass along to you in the entertainment report. A stupid question to give some stuff away, and we begin our Friday. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Steven Singer Jewelers has the best guarantee in the business with a full 100-day, 100% money-back guarantee, plus fast, free, and safe shipping. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
So here's your stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a $50 dining credit and also an overnight stay at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. So according to my source here, uh, the most popular car color in the USA for 2019 was which color? Huh, interesting. Yeah, 215263WMMR. I would not have guessed this color. All right, so what color was the most popular for a car in the USA in 2019? Let's even know the answer. I'm assuming it's for new cars bought. Two one five two six three WMMR. Throughout the course of your life and the cars you've bought, what color do you most often prefer? Uh, I have gotten a different. I've only had. I've had three cars that were red. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, right, the rest the of them were all different colors. You had a was a, was a Firebird. I had a Mustang that was red. I had a uh, uh, and two different Camaros that were. There red. There you go. Yeah. Yes, I'm an American muscle driver. They're great cars. Yeah, they're awesome. Corvette, but that was yellow. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've had yellow, um, white, uh, black. Uh, my the current one is is kind of a brownish color. Uh, three red cars, and uh, actually, and then I, I'm buying a blue one. Oh, I've never had blue before, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try and th- and that for that reason because yeah. I've never had one before. So. Uh yeah, I think blue Lamborghinis are cool. They are, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. they kind of pop. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let me go through some birthdays. I have a bunch of them, so let me get to them. Uh, Donna Karen, the fashion designer, is 72 years old today. DKNY. A uh, DKNY. Yep. Correct. Are uh, you a fan? Um, you know what? I, when I was younger, I had stuff of hers. I don't really have anything now. Right. Uh, Annie Leibovitz, the celebrity photographer, uh, one of the most famous photographers in the world, is uh, celebrating her 71st birthday Wait, today. is she the one that takes the pictures of the babies? Uh, no, she shot le- the legendary photos of, uh, like, uh, John Lennon and Yoko oh, Ono. Oh, oh. She's best. Who am I thinking? Who's the baby shooter? Uh, I don't know. That's an <laughs> awful thing like to say. It sounds yeah, like a Dateline yeah. special. <laughs> Who's the baby shooter? Who's the, no, you know what I'm talking they about. They never <laughs> suspected that he was the baby shooter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like babies. I'm a photographer. <laughs> Just... Not a, not a good phrase. <laughs> like babies. Hey, photographer next time. Uh, she's done tons of Rolling Stone covers, so she's uh, 71 today. I think that that uh, that one of uh, Pete Townsend with his finger bleeding and his hand on yeah. the side yes. of his head, that, a face, that's uh, that's her as well. And Gettys. That's uh, who I was thinking of. And Gettys. That, yeah, she had the, the book. She's the baby shooter. shooter. She's the baby shooter. Uh, Kelly Ripa. Ripa! Aww. Kelly Ripa's only 50 years old. I, for some reason, I thought she was a few years older. I mean, she looks... Phenomenal, yeah. but I thought she was older than fifty. Got a right. body that makes you shoot. It's a <laughs> unbelievable, big, side-looking woman. Birthday for her today, and Regis from up above commenting on <laughs> how hot she is. God damn! She, I'll tell you, um, her daughter is lovely, and her daughter actually—I don't know if you saw in the in the uh, entertainment reporting—begged uh, her not to follow Gwyneth Paltrow's. Example: Gwyneth Paltrow on her fiftieth, oh, I guess, yeah, took a took a nude shot oh, yeah, really? from the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Kelly Ripa could do it easily. Yeah, uh, it's Sting's birthday today. A little solo music from Sting here, uh, and Sting turns sixty nine years old today. I think this is the first song in his solo record because somebody texted in the other day. You know, he was obviously an established artist with the police, but when he first put out his own record, it was this song on that record. Yeah, and this would qualify. I think you're right. I think that this is it. And then he had Fortress Around Your Heart was after yeah. that. Love that song. There's, there's some great music that came out of his solo career. But, you know, but the police were a little bit more raw uh, and uh, hugely successful, obviously. So happy 69th. I love Sting. Uh, also, another great singer-songwriter, Don McLean. Oh, my God. American Pie. 
and Starry Starry Night. He is, uh, two, that's it. Two, yeah. two career songs. That's all that I know yeah, from him. Yeah. But it certainly, you know, made him a legend in his time. So happy And birthday. Fat Ass Booty was his third song. Fat oh, Ass oh, Booty. Wow. That one. Was he inspiration for Wet Ass? You know. <laughs> yes, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Wap. Uh, so he's 75 today. Uh, Lorraine Bracco of uh, Sopranos fame and uh, Goodfellas as well. Uh, turned 66 years old. So happy birthday to her. She's certainly cemented in the world of uh, the crime drama, mafia, yeah. uh, movies and shows. Uh, Avery Brooks. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Star Trek Deep, Deep Space Nine, but his performance as Sweeney in American History X was incredible. I would hazard to say, and maybe this is a broad statement, you could show that to someone teetering on that lifestyle. And it might make a difference. I would hope so. It, it might make a difference. And the guy who was the inspiration, who played, you know, the, the Derek Vineyard yep, character, yep. is from Philadelphia. I yeah. read his story the other day. I did not know that. But he grew up. It didn't take place. The, the story didn't take place in California. It actually took place here. He wrote a book. They wrote a, a, a film around that, yeah. around the concept of it. But he grew up. In, I want to say, southwest Philadelphia. And still tries to do that message, get that message out of... He does. You don't want to... Steve, exactly. You don't want to fall down that path. Exactly. Path so, of hate. Avery Brooks is 72 today. It's Tiffany's birthday. Oh! Tiffany is 49 years old, and every day, every year on her birthday, we tell, tell the story about Fat Tuesday. The, the bar on South Street on Fat Tuesday... Uh, she came down while we were broadcasting live. Mr. Green Jeans was our house band, and they had learned this song. I think we're alone now, and she got up and sang it. On the off chance that she might do it, we didn't. T- ask, we asked her at, at the last second. The band started playing. She got up. She sang it, and she knocked it out of the goddamn park. <laughs> it was. She'll forever be cemented in the in the history of my favorite show experiences. The crowd <laughs> went crazy. Yes. They, they were singing the harmonies with her. It was fantastic. And you and I yeah. feel a special kinship with her because early in our career, we would perform in malls. Yeah, yeah. We, we would do radio started. shows yeah. and hope it would catch on. Uh, she's 49 today. Uh, Efren Ramirez, who was uh, Pedro in Napoleon Dynamite. Oh. Oh, I met yeah. him a year and a half ago. I hosted a screening of Napoleon Dynamite with him and John Heater and uh, the, <laughs> the girl whose name I forget right now. Uh, but they all three of them could not have been cooler, and they just were reminiscing about that movie. And, and it was really fun to screen it. That's cool. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's uh, 47 today. I love this song. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Mike Rutherford of Genesis and Mike and the Mechanics fame. Just talking to Steve Hackett. Yeah. Who worked with him. He's, uh, there are bass lines, uh, in, and, and I am just a novice. I don't have the musical appreciation and come from a place where you can come from to appreciate music, Preston. But I'll hear some of the bass lines in, and, and, uh, oh. You know, this is amazing. Well, like in uh, just a job. Yes, yeah, 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 that yeah, is yeah, a yeah. Great yeah. bass line in that I song, but that. yeah, he's he's a. You got it? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. You know. And then of course, he went on to play guitar, uh, Mike and the Mechanics, and uh, yeah, I'm so, a Mike and the Mechanics fan. Yeah, yeah, Paul Carrick. Oh. Great voice. The living years? You kidding me? Oh, if oh. you're not crying by the end of that, you're Kathy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's 70 today. Uh, my God, that's <laughs> Best line of the day so far. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. So we also have, all right, last birthday. 
uh, local fella, Aaron McKee. Oh. Uh, now coaching at his alma mater, the uh, Temple Owls. He is the head coach, and, of course, he spent time with the Sixers and around the NBA, and uh, a great guy. Uh, he is 47 years old today. Nice. So. Grew up in Philly, uh, played in Philly, and now coaches in Philly, and that's really cool. That's fantastic. All right, see if somebody knows the answer to this question. What was the most popular car color in the United States for 2019, 215-263-WMMR is our number, and we're going to go to Howard. Hey, Howard. Yo, what's up? You guys rock. Thank oh! you. Howard, what was the most popular car color in 2019? I'm going to go with white. He's right. Oh! It was white. Hang on the line, Howard. We're going to get some information from you. We're going to give you a $50 dining credit and an overnight stay at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. And it's a winner of 17 Best Gaming Awards in Casino Player Magazine, including Best Suites, Best Spa, Favorite casino resort, indoor and outdoor dining is now available. You can get fall escape rates at the hotel starting at $79 Sunday through Thursday. You can visit Hard Rock Hotel, AtlanticCity.com. All right, let's get into it. Brad Pitt called a whopping 21 witnesses, including multiple psychologists, to uh, the stand in his custody trial with Angelina Jolie. Uh, the pair split in 2016 and have been arguing over custody and assets ever since. Didn't you Are, think this was settling down? I yes. thought it was. It appears to have re-lit. Uh, so they're meeting in court on the 5th, so just uh, three days from now. Uh, the trial is expected to end on October 21st. One of the witnesses who has raised eyebrows is uh, Angelina Jolie's Girl Interrupted co-star, uh, Jillian Armanante. I had to look her up. She's a larger girl. She was one of the... Um, uh, one of the inmates, residents, I yeah, guess. inmates, yeah. I guess, whatever you call them. Yeah. Um, according to court papers obtained by ET, Arn, uh, Arminante is expected to testify regarding her interactions, communications with, and observations of Jolie and Pitt and or the children. Uh, Angelina has called seven witnesses, all of whom also appear on Pitt's list, but he's got a whole bunch of them. There okay, so uh, is is this now over over custody restrictions and? Yeah. It's oh man! For, for the kids that are, hang on, of custody age because uh, Wharf and Sulu, uh, Maddox is nineteen, so I guess uh, she is out, and the other ones are all under eighteen. Okay, so we'll man, see. that sucks. It's gotten that bad. He dropped the list of nominated movies, shows, and actors Thursday for the People's Choice Awards. The annual show highlights accomplishments across 44 categories from the Best Movie of the Year and Best Action Movie Star of 2020 to the Pop Podcast of 2020 and the Game Changer of 2020. It's a bunch of interesting categories. Uh, Janelle Monet, uh, Charlize Theron, Jamie Foxx, Tom Hanks, and Issa Rae are among the nominees. Uh, film and television titles that are up for their respective categories are... Doolittle, and, and it's the movies. It's pretty weak, you know. Well, I, this I is at it. it's this what the and but it, the thing is, in a, in a time of pandemic and with all the strife going on, we need award shows now more than ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let me just the like uh, the movie of twenty twenty. So this this is essentially yeah. their you know their uh, best picture is Bad Boys for Life, <laughs> Birds of Prey, Extraction, Hamilton. That's a movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Project Power, The Invisible Man, The Old Guard, and Trolls World Tour. Wow. <laughs> so there you well, go. Well, also, you've had, you yeah, did have sort of, li- well, for night 2019? 
No, 2020. Okay, so limited releases. That mm-hmm. speaks to that. Yeah. Could it's... you imagine if Trolls World Tour took Best Picture of the Year at yeah. the Academy Awards? I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. So uh, we will see how that rolls out. <laughs> uh, celebrities rallied around Chrissy Teigen and John Legend after the model shared the heartbreaking loss of their third child. Uh, Gabrielle Union had written, we love you guys so much, and we will be here for whatever y'all need. Always. Channing Tatum said, sending so much love to you right now. Haley Bieber shared, saying, I'm so, so sorry. Thank you, and John, praying for you guys and sending you so much love during this time. Modern Family alum Jesse Tyler Ferguson wrote, sending so much love to you and John and the kids. I wish I could take away your heartbreak. Uh, Kim Kardashian said, we were always here for you and love you guys. Uh, we're always here for you guys and love you so much. And Olivia Munn uh, told her that she's sending all her love. Rumor Willis simply stated, I'm so sorry for your loss. All right, quick observation. Yes. Okay. If you, if somebody has something that goes horrible in their lives, there's, there's something terrible happens to them or, you know, there's a death or whatever, and you respond on social media and you're like number 30, do you try to get a little creative and not repeat what has been said before you? I, I don't do a lot of this. Um, yeah, I so... don't either. But I know, it, like you just read two or three or four that were slight variations on the yeah. same thing. No, I think I, it'd be a lot of work to yeah, try to yeah. do that. I, I mean, I don't. It, it's listen. It's a loss. It's terrible. <laughs> and like a friend of mine just lost her mom. I didn't oh. need to get creative. I just said I'm so sorry. Do you like, think you, know you I mean? could... that's her mom? You don't need to. What if you think you'd send her a quote from Trolls World? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, what I mean, if it is, yeah, it, it is very inspiring. If you are, you know, thirtieth in line at a, at a funeral. You're you not, like, yeah. worried about, like, oh, man. You, you just have to change sometimes. Like, at the wake, if you're number 40, you got to go up and, and you have to say, I'm glad. Casey, yeah. <laughs> the person in front of you says what you're going to say. Yeah. You stole my yeah. line. Oh, my Rip God. off. <laughs> you saw my notes. All right, let me ask you this. I had to go see about a girl. Do you have, uh-huh. do you, uh, uh, I have a weird complex when it comes to either posting on their social media or if I know that person a little more intimately, Waiting to text them and then not having posted something. I text. Up. Okay, so if I know them. I, I wait won't to text. text yeah. I think text. Yeah, yeah. Right. or God or forbid, you call. Yeah, but yeah. but then I that, there's a part of me that's like, should I have also said something on the social media post because everybody else did and I'm, I haven't said anything there. I think with the, the the protocol should be text, invite them to watch you on your Twitch channel. Okay, okay, and then you call them. No, if okay. I know so you well and then, enough, and, and then uh, accept them on LinkedIn. <laughs> All right. If I know you well enough, I'm not going to put it on social media. I'm not going to yeah. just. Uh, uh, be on that okay. and it, there's nothing wrong with that but it's just my my personal philosophy is um especially when it's like a more personal thing you know yeah. in this I, case clearly though out. but yeah. this is this is part of the this is part of the yeah the world we live in where the so your social media expression especially for people yeah mm. in this circle mm-hmm. uh, it, it is it's wild. substantial it means a lot i don't know chrissy teigen but but I actually tweeted about this yesterday because I had seen so many negative comments about uh, her being on social media with this tragedy in her life. And I was like, I actually was so fed up. I'm like, I need to I felt the need to actually say something like, dude, have a heart like, you know, yeah. maybe she's not going for attention here. Maybe she is pouring her heart out, and maybe she's trying to help some people that have been through this. And you, you, know? saw, you saw what uh, 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 Haley Bieber said. Thank you, Casey. She did yeah. say that, Aww. and I wasn't, um, you know, that, there were, that there, felt good. I, I mean, I didn't of, do it for that. There were a lot of trolls that came out and hate yeah. groups and stuff like that, and, you know. <laughs> but uh, but there's a lot of love yeah. uh, to, to counterbalance in the that. family. Yeah. All right, so a on uh, live with uh, Kelly and Ryan, Lily Collins shared the scoop Lily. on her engagement. 
uh, to Charlie McDowell. She said it was just a matter of when, really. And then she added with a laugh, uh, we were just on a road trip through New Mexico and Sedona uh, for the last week, and it happened in New Mexico. And she said of the... (laughs) She's got a good laugh. She said of the engagement ring, which uh, McDowell helped create, it's a rose-cut diamond. Charlie designed it with Irene Neuwirth. So, okay. I'm not familiar Mm -hmm. with the rose-cut. Lily, 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 Lily. She is a uh, a lovely young lady. She lovely is. young lady. And of course, but I don't know if you know, she's the daughter of Phil Collins. I did, yes. Uh, the drummer for Genesis, who's apparently been having all sorts of muscle issues, mm-hmm. hasn't been able to play the drums in the course of the COVID has put that tour on hold. Right, correct. But uh, yeah, she is, uh, she is a lovely. She's lovely. Lovely Just a lady. lovely young lady. Beautiful Press eyebrows. Beautiful ro- eyebrows. The rose cut diamond resembles the shape of a rosebud. Okay. So it has kind of like different little cuts in it. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty. Okay. Looks like it would be very expensive. <laughs> it's I can totally yeah, cool. It looks big. Yeah. All right. So Ana de Armas uh, misses her family in Cuba. Uh, she tells the magazine Flaunt, uh, it's been so hard to see them, the 32-year-old said. Uh, she's currently spending a lot of time with, of course, her boyfriend, Ben, ben Affleck. Ben, but, I miss my family. Uh, she couldn't imagine uh, family. living in <laughs> What if she spoke like That's Gary a Cuban Lauer. accent. A Cuban accent is Gary Lauer. Miss my family. Miss my family. <laughs> hey, shotgun Ben Affleck. <laughs> uh, and uh, she said, it's a lot, or maybe it's just because I miss Cuba uh, too much or something. Uh, it's a different, other stuff. a different experience for me in L.A., she said. So she misses home. Uh, Andy Cohen is squashing rumors that Caitlyn Jenner and Sophia Hutchins are in talks to join the next season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. He said that he barely knows who Hutchins is. He said, I know that uh, she's Caitlyn's girlfriend, right? I uh, told his host, John Hill, uh, uh, co-host, I know that they have expressed their interest publicly. On social media, they've tagged me in posts saying this is a great idea, but... We never talked to them formally. That rumor, don't act like you don't know me. That rumor is not true. I'll put these size 18s up your ass. A rep for Hutchins exclusively told Page, uh, page Six on Thursday. Sophia chatted with Caitlin about Sophia's desire to do the show. Caitlin supported her desire and encouraged her. Uh, Sophia reached out to her agent to see if it was a possibility and left it in the agent's hands. That was the extent of their knowledge of the talks. It's something Sophia definitely wants to do, but we don't know if Caitlin wants to do So that's kind of a standard protocol. A lot of times, if you want to be on a project, you have somebody float out the rumor that you're going to be on that project. So you can say, I don't know. This is the first I've heard about it. And right. then Andy Cohen can be coy about right, it. Right, right, yeah. And, uh, and uh, so this basically means she's going to be on it. It's a song and dance. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, so I, it, it, how could they not yeah. want Caitlyn Jenner on that show? I know. You know? I mean, I, I don't know what the ratings are like at this point. Have they started to diminish a bit? Well, there's, there's like 15 different versions of the show? No. There's a, we're watching a, a short video on her social media, and she's holding up a picture of her as Bruce... At the decathlon, the nineteenth was the seventy six. Is this crazy? Yeah, uh, yeah. And He's it's signing uh, some fan mail, sending it back to the okay. fans. Yeah, all right, interesting. And then uh, later on, tune in because I'm going to clean and jerk some of the contestants <laughs> in, the, in the fat bear contest. <laughs> you got into the fat bear stuff, huh? Yeah, it's adorable, right? It's awesome, and they're so furry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was happy to see this because I just read this book earlier this year. Zac Efron has landed the lead role in the remake of the horror classic Firestarter. Um, it was, I really, now I'd seen the movie many times. The book, I loved 
absolutely loved it. So the movie is a moderately good movie. Uh, it has a compelling, George E. Scott's character is compelling, this lunatic who's drawn to this girl. So it was, it was a good movie. The okay. book you, you seem to suggest, Preston, is much better. Yep, I loved it. Because uh, so... Right, so I don't remember the movie. I just remember the girl from Poltergeist, right? She was the... Drew um... Barrymore. No, it was Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Oh, it was Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah okay. Girl I just remember being a little blonde girl. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so when I thought, when you said lead, that that was the lead. But there's a there's a, a male canner. Yeah, her dad, that? Okay. Uh, who was David Keith, I think. David played. Keith is the dad who yeah. always gets confused with Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, so anyhow, yeah. So she has a uh, pyrokinetic uh, powers, and she can she can basically start fires and other things as well. And he's got telekinetic powers. It was because of this this. Uh, uh, this experiment through this uh, governmental group called the Shop, which is really freaky. That's why I'm excited because they're going to explore this uh, uh, this government shadow group. And his nose would bleed whenever he used his uh, hear, like, his influence. It was it was slowly destroying his brain as right, he used yeah. it. So yeah, uh, but it's pretty wild. So I'm excited about it. Keith Thomas is directing the thriller based on the novel by Stephen King. And uh, Ephraim will play her father. Uh, I don't know who the other cast is going to be. As of yet, and we'll have to see. Uh... Well, Caitlin's playing the little girl. Oh, okay. Aww. Hey, she could play the George C. Scott character. <laughs> that would be freaky. Wouldn't that be wild? That, that might work. Yeah, so uh, we will see. I'm looking forward to that. All right, uh, and in fact, in the book, Steve, it, dis- it explores how she could literally, she had way more power than they had put out in that film. Like, she could have had the power to crack the earth in half. Really? Yeah. They don't suggest that in the no. movie. In the book, it's suggested. Yeah, she it's can basically wild. burn down barns and stuff like that. Uh, let's see. This young lady is young, she's strong, and she has her own Disney Plus show. Iman Vellani, who is announced as playing Kamala uh, Kamala Khan in the Disney Plus series Ms. Marvel. So they they found their character. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, the young actress will be making her breakout debut as Kamala Khan in the first Disney in the Disney Plus series. The character, who will be the first on-screen Muslim hero for Marvel, is a Pakistani-American teen from New Jersey who can stretch her limbs and shapeshift to take on whatever foe lies before her. Uh, but the reason that uh, Vellani and Kamala are so alike now is that they're both young, new to the game, and fighting alongside some of the biggest names out there. So I don't know when this is going to start, uh, but I saw a, a picture of her and a mock-up of the, the character, and it looks like it should be pretty cool. Well, I saw that they resumed uh, filming on the uh, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Okay. Yeah, okay. Now, speaking of Disney+, Plus, uh, Mulan and Amazon's The Boys are the first to crack Nielsen's top ten stream list normally dominated by Netflix. Uh-huh. So The Boys is doing well not just for Amazon. It's doing well in the <clears throat> overall viewership. The Boys is Amazon's biggest series ever, viewership-wise. Uh, uh, the show and movie, respectively, made the top ten for the week of August 31st through September 6th. Both debuted uh, September 4th. Uh, Mulan's inclusion is a big win because you just have to pay basically 30 bucks to watch it. It's a lot of jack, bro. So the fact that they're shelling out that money uh, to get it into the top ten is pretty impressive. So Scott N. Brown, the general manager of audience measurement at Nielsen, said streaming is definitely having its moment. Among homes that can stream, a quarter of their TV time is spent doing it. And compelling content certainly helps to drive audiences to these streaming services. It's very encouraging to see clients using our data to elevate uh, evaluate the performance of these programs and how it uh, showcases their own unique audiences. Which you'd call very electric fair. Yes, electric. <laughs> Just like the Continental. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nothing. 
Uh, no, it did not. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, let's see here. She's Does trying to. There's, she Kathy belongs to a site that nurses uh, sick pelicans back to health, and <laughs> okay. she's just corresponding with one of the main doctors. Uh, dozens of powerful filmmakers, including Barry Jenkins, Clint Eastwood, Seth Rogen, Steve McQueen, and Martin Scorsese, joined the National Association of Theater Owners. The Directors Guild of America and the Motion Picture Association in urging Congress to help uh, movie theaters struggling amid the pandemic. Uh, they warned that theaters may simply not survive without help, adding that 93% suffered losses of 75% in the second quarter of 2020. They have to. I mean, that experience is an experience that has to stay around. Uh, NATO president, CEO John Fil- Filthian. You're okay. filthy. But wait a minute, NATO president? Yes, it's CEO. that thing. It's, it's the, no, I think it's literally the North American Theater Organization. I'm, I'm serious. Like, what the? I know. It's like uh, yes. there's more than one NRA. There's okay. more than one BLM. Yes, like, Preston. Also, NORAD is making the popcorn. <laughs> also, the DVDA North, is the Delaware Valley North Dance Oregon Academy. Oregon Ranchers. <laughs> Perfect example. <laughs> NORAD is, is handling the popcorn. popcorn yeah, and yeah. the snowcap distribution. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, this guy, the head of NATO, said, I'm extraordinarily grateful for the unprecedented support from our industry partners. And then partners. ISIS, of mm. course, which and, provides the rumble seats at 40 theaters. And uh, the talented and concerned members of the movie industry and creative community. So <laughs> that's, uh, oh, Fivian, not Filthian. There's no L there. Where's Filthy? Fivian. Uh, yeah, I, ho- I hope they're able to do that. And else you think about all, for a lot of people, that's your entree job. That's your first job, yeah. you know, working at a movie theater. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, uh, it's Friday, and there are movies opening, so let's... Uh, oh, wrong button. No, there that's, it is. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Jay, <laughs> All right, so opening this weekend is The Glorias. It is a biopic, the story of Gloria Steinem, uh, from her childhood in the 1940s Ohio to her leading role in the women's liberation movement. Uh, it stars uh, Julianne Moore, Alicia Vikander, and Janelle Monet. So uh, this is at different stages in Gloria Steinem's life. So she's played by a young girl. Oh. Uh, Kendra plays her at, uh, you know, I guess as, uh, just as a young teen. Or, uh, no, uh, you know, uh, like 18, 19, and then uh, and Julian Moore is later on in life. Okay. And uh, it is two hours, 19 minutes long. Wow, it's a long movie. Uh, rated R, and Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 68% so far. Also opening this weekend is Possessor Uncut. An elite assassin uses brain implant technology to inhabit other people's bodies. An hour and 49 minutes long. Uh, it is a mystery and sci-fi film, and it stars Christopher Abbott, Sean Bean, and Jennifer Jason Lee. I haven't seen Jennifer Jason Lee in a while. Uh, the Crazy Eight, right? Or what was it? The uh, oh yeah, yeah, Tarantino yeah, yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Yep. And uh, no score. No, I'm I'm sorry. It's not rated, but the Rotten Tomato score is 94. percent Oh no way. Yeah. So it's good for them. All right, we're ready for the clips. Oh. Let's do them. An American woman is exposed to new challenges in life as she moves to Paris and experiences firsthand culture clash in the new Netflix show, Emily in Paris. 
In this clip, series creator Darren Starr reveals why he made this show. I had always wanted to do this show. I'd always had an idea about doing a show about an American in Paris, having that expatriate experience, living and working there. It's something that I personally wanted to do for myself and to give viewers that experience of, you know, vicariously being there. Anyway. Oh, and Lily Collins is in it. Lily. She's lovely. <laughs> lovely Lily. Lily. Uh, and it is available, Emily in Paris, to watch on Netflix today. Uh, next clip. From Broadway to film, The Boys in the Band is now on Netflix for all home audiences to enjoy. In this clip, star Jim Parsons describes the feeling of working with the same group of people from the Broadway show. You always come into a project having done your homework, but there's only so much homework you can do. There's nothing like living in the skin of these characters and performing this story again and again with this same group of people like this. It makes it hard to go back to doing things the quote-unquote normal way of just showing up and starting to film. I am gay. <laughs> uh, you can watch the boys in the band on Netflix now. So there's your I, I, entertainment options for the weekend. That movie, actually, there was an original version of that movie that came out in the early 70s. And I remember my my dad had read, I guess, uh, the book. We, we went to see this in the theater. And it was, uh, I, I, it was first off, I had was unaware of, you know, a little kid, didn't know, you know, the lifestyle. But I, I was, don't know what I don't know what this is about. It's about a, a bunch of, of gay gentlemen and um, some who have issues with dealing with it and, and others. And you know, I don't know how this version is going to play out, but it, it was to me, it was like the, that original movie was done in just a really good way. And, yeah. and, and it's. It's sort of like a closed, like there's just a couple of sets, you know, okay. that, they, that that it stays on. It's very theatrical. story then. Yeah. Okay. All right. But it, it it really makes you connect to the characters. It's really well done. Cool. Nice. All right. Well, you can watch it on Netflix, which is great. All right. And with that, uh, that's the entertainment report. We have a couple things going on this morning. We have an announcement concerning the Camp Out for Hunger that we're going to uh, hope that you pay attention to because we're going to need your help with this. And we'll get to that a little under an hour or so. We'll do it around the Bizarre File time. Uh, comedian Tony Roberts is in town performing at Helium Comedy Club. You'll be able to catch him on Sunday. The Friday and Saturday shows are sold out, but we will talk to him a little bit later on this morning and uh, reminding you about uh, Rocktober Madness, and we're giving away our Word of the Week prize, $1,000, and whatever else we have as far as uh, prizes go, we'll have your chance to win. We'll be back in a moment. Hit up the WMMR.com contest page for your chance to win the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Homegate Kickoff Prize Pack, including a $100 Primo Hoagies gift card, a four-pack of custom pint glasses, a case of Bud Light Platinum, and more. All delivered personally by members of the Preston and Steve Show. WMMR.com. Everything that rocks. Stunning upset in uh, Rocktober Madness yesterday, uh, just to remind you that that is taking place again today at 1130, but the Rolling Stones beat the number one seed, beat the 16th seed, uh, Crosby, Sills, Nash, and Young. So the, the other Stones, way. Uh, the other way around. I'm sorry. Yeah. Crosby, Sills, Nash, and Young beat the Rolling Stones. Oh, wow. So that was a huge upset. Yes. <laughs> so we'll see where it goes today. Uh, he will have, uh, Pierre will have Weezer against Lincoln Park today. Uh, we will have Van Halen against Hendrix. Mm. Interesting. Wow. So it, it, two guitar yeah. legends. Yeah, legends, exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, Jackson and Sarah have Nirvana against David Bowie. And, and by the way, that's all accidental. We didn't know. Yeah. We didn't know this is going to be the system. <laughs> and Jackie and Brent have uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Black Sabbath. So yeah, I, I, filled out, you. I filled out a bracket. I wasn't happy that uh, I ended up having somebody in um, uh, in another bracket win the whole thing because I wanted uh, Preston Steve to win the whole thing. But like when I was going through it, I was like, man. If the animals can find this. No, that's not what I was saying. Uh, I was saying, uh, like, there are probably 50 bands here that could potentially win it all. Yeah. I got busy and didn't get a chance to fill out the bracket yesterday, and I'm glad I didn't because I never would have picked CSNY to be Rolling Stone. So it would have been over after round one. So... Uh, hey, listen, it's it's Friday, and if you guys are hungry, I got some suggestions. Let me put on my chef's hat. Let's do it! I am the connoisseur. It's time for the connoisseur, the Friday edition. Mm. Always the best edition because it gives you all the tips on what you should eat over the weekend. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is really uh, out of left field, but Ireland's Supreme Court has ruled <laughs> that the bread sold at Subway contains so much sugar that it cannot legally be defined as bread. Come on. I saw this was the Supreme Court. This was trending worldwide yesterday. This Ooh. news, yes. So the yeah. bread that Subway sells, their 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 Subway bread is is like almost like a dessert. Yeah, there's so much sugar in it, they can't define it as bread. I was wondering what? if part of the problem here and I I'm considering it a problem is that Europeans are bread snobs. French take the bread really seriously. Right, right, I think right. the Irish do as well, and they look at <laughs> a, as Subway as inferior in their now, eyes. What I don't know is why, how this landed on the Supreme Court's <laughs> yeah. docket in the first place. I have no idea. Well, they've been having the bread riots. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know yeah. the, the the bread riots over sugared bread. I, I think you I, too is writing a song about it. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's like Sunday be, Bloody uh, Sunday, but yeah. a little bit different and all about bread. This is a song about bread. Yeah, now sweet bread sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. So, how much sugar's in it, though? I mean, I, you know a lot. I, I, I don't know. Uh, the I, I like I like Subway's bread. I, you know, as far yeah. as Subway, it's not it's not a place I end up at a lot. I haven't had it in um, years. You know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a primo guy. Yeah, it has and, to do with a tax exemption, apparently. So uh, uh, in 1972, there was a value added tax in Ireland that said tax exempt bread can have sugar, fat, and bread improver uh, exceed two percent of the weight of flour. In case oh it answered your question, in Subway's recipe, sugar makes up ten percent. Of the weight in flour, according to this judgment. Sugar makes up 10% of Subway's bread, and with the VAT tax, you've got to realize the social implications are far-reaching. So the next time you slap one of these sandwiches in your gob, peeling them off, one sandwich, two sandwiches, realize that the children of Dublin are dying because of your indiscretions. Wow. This song is called Hoagie. <laughs> uh, the judge is you yeah. put too much sugar in your bread. And you'll be caught, you'll be caught. Oh, God. Put too much provolone on a sandwich. <laughs> Uh, so it looks like, just for uh, a reference, like you mentioned Primo Hoagies. So they're in, the nutritional fact that I have here is the entire Hoagies. That would include everything that's in it. But uh, so I'm talking not just the bread. So, yeah, but, 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 the sh- the bread. <laughs> but the sugar content in most of their Hoagies, it 
ranges from four to seven. So, mm. and that's the entire hoagie. So if this, if oh. Subway's bread is ten. In just the in bread. In just the bread. Yeah, it's, it's it, is, a lot. Right. it is more. Yeah. Okay. All right, so what about... Children going to sleep tonight in Africa never having the joy of tasting pumpernickel. <laughs> <laughs> Can we let this go on? No! We've <laughs> <laughs> never had a bear car or a baguette. Sweet. Soda bread or sourdough. <laughs> Soda bread's good. That's a good Irish treat right there. <laughs> So what thank about, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I only have it on St. Paddy's Day. My sister makes now, it. No, I've always thought of it as being uh, Irish as well, soda bread. But what about brioche? Right? That's like what about a- brioche? <laughs> yes. There are children around the world tonight who are having to eat their own fecal matter. I just made that up. I don't know if that's a fact. Focaccia. How about that? It stands for fecal matter. Yeah, yeah. Focaccia's great. I just had to go focaccia. But brioche is like just a classically, it's a sweet bread. It's it's meant to have a sweet little, sweet little ass to it. No. uh, (laughs) What? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, but it's I supposed there, to be there sweet. Are, yes, there are breads that are sweeter. Hawaiian rolls, for sure. Oh, have, 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 yeah. they have Tremendously a, sweet. And to me, that's that's fine. I had no idea. I would never have considered a Subway, the Subway bread, sweet tasting. Uh, yeah, I yeah, know. Me either. Right. Case, yeah, me either. Case, I'm looking up a brioche bun, and it has uh, eight grams of sugar. Okay. All right. So still under it's 10. Still yeah. under 10. Yeah. Right. Five grams, six grams. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 10%, not grams. That's what oh, uh, that's what this is. Okay, so uh, it's different. Oh, Steve, Subway, bloody su- Subway? Deep Subway, bloody yeah. Subway. <laughs> Subway, bready something? Subway? Subway, bready Subway. That would be a song about lunch, but it's about something bigger than that. It's about sweet rolls to get at Subway. Subway, bready Subway. <laughs> The judges decree. Did you know they put sugar in the in the oil that they use for McDonald's French fries? McDonald's French fries are loaded with sugar. Absolutely. I love it. And I love it. Uh, I ju- love those fries, Preston. They're 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 considered the best. Uh, uh, once again, I saw a uh, a survey that was done, and yes, McDonald's fries came out on on top final. So just yeah. thought I'd share. You are correct. Hey, uh, so the judges decreed that the sandwich shop bread is actually confectionery or fancy baked good. So fancy. Uh, because of the 10%, uh, it has over 10% sugar content. We're working class. We don't have time for your fancy sugars and your fancy breads. In order to be considered bread as a staple food, the sugar content would have to be less than 2% of the bread's weight. So that's how they work it out. But that was a big deal, apparently. They made it all the way to their Supreme Court? Their Supreme Court in Ireland. Wow. Mm. Okay. Ah. All right. Uh, let me see. i got some other things here. Let's, let's talk about dining out for a moment. Al fresco? Not al fresco. Inside. Okay. So, uh, well, I guess it could be anywhere. Uh, a new study has proven that noise... Can make or break a dining experience. You know, it's interesting you bring this up because I, over the past couple of years, I've seen uh, and read reviews of of people commenting on restaurant ambient noise. Yeah. And and then I started to think about it. And yeah, there's some places that I've gone to in the past where I didn't go back because I felt it was too noisy. So is that what they're saying? Like a place that's too noisy? Because I think if it's... 
it needs to have a little bit of of noise to it. Um, Ambiance, but not. But there not was too there loud. was a place yeah. I won't say the name of it, and it was <laughs> it was a, a a restaurant that had a lot. Of, it, the The room was designed in such a way that you had a lot of slapback echo, mm-hmm. and yeah. and you, yep. you everyone's you could hear everyone's conversation at every table, and it was annoying. Exactly. Um, so I can hear everyone in this restaurant. I'm trying to eat my sweet bread. <laughs> There's a restaurant that I don't want to say the name of it, Steve, yeah. that it's fine dining, and I went there, and they have a water feature that is so loud. And I'm telling yeah. you, it's, it's, it, maybe it's the focal point of the, of the dining room, but I was like, that is way too loud. That is way too loud for it to be in the middle of the restaurant. There's a, there's a couple that Rochelle and I go out to dinner with from time to time. We haven't been as much, obviously, but uh, they consult a website that will find restaurants that don't have a heavy noise level. Oh, wow. Uh, and it makes them easier to decide and check out places they haven't been to yet, and they'll already know that that is going to be a non-issue. I went to a restaurant uh, that which is cool. they actually changed the roof design, the ceiling design inside uh, because it was too loud, and so they had to install these, uh, what do you call them, the dampers? Baffles? Uh, sound baffles? Sound baffles, yeah, and, and uh, it really helped. It, all of a sudden, the place was quieter, and it's an impressive thing. I'm sure it cost them a pretty penny, but it, it made it much more of a pleasurable experience. I don't know. I think that I'm not. Uh, I don't. I think I don't agree. I don't like quiet places like that. Well, you don't like. Do you like? Can you? For example, there's a difference between a diner where there's plates and people are kind of moving it out. But if you're going out for a like an Italian, uh, you know, an Italian restaurant, and there's yeah, I like a little noise, but not right, well, a lot. Well, let me. Read the study here, uh-huh. okay? According Let to read the study. researchers at Flinders University, relaxing music at low noise levels increases food enjoyment, but background noise can be disturbing to diners. So, yeah, Kathy, a little bit of a little bit of filler is good, but there, uh, there's a restaurant that you love that you absolutely love, um, and when it's busy, it gets loud in there, man. Yeah, see, okay, so <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know what you're saying. And, 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 to copies. Yeah, no, it's not copies. No, it's not copies. Yeah. I know what you're saying, and I, and I disagree. That's what I'm saying. It, it, listen, if I, can't, if I can't hear you... <laughs> I'm on my break sticks! <laughs> no, if I can't hear you, then yes, of course, that, that isn't. But when I walk into that place that you're talking about, yeah. that... That to me is like uh, almost like my, you know, kind of your, exciting. It's like, a night out, or yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. Like, and I'm not going to parties and bars and clubs anymore. So, like, that's my that's my fun. There's a lot of I people think, here. Okay. We're gonna have a good time. I All think right. the atmosphere, the place. I think the design of the place and the 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 theme of the place determines the appropriate noise level. So, in some places, it's totally fine. But in other places, like if you're going to like, um, you know, like a a steakhouse or something where there's, uh, you know, you're going to want to sit and savor the meal. You oh, don't want fi- it being too noisy. A finer dining. You yes. definitely want it to be uh, a little more quiet. Not, Cracker not Barrel. completely quiet. Yeah, <laughs> Cracker Barrel. Yes. Cracker Barrel's noisy, man. It yeah. is noisy. It's noisy. But that's okay. Yeah, you're right. So uh, in conjunction with this study, I found that outdoor dining on in general seems to be quieter. Like you're not, because you're not getting the ambient noise of everybody around you. There's no walls keeping the right. sound trapped right. in it. So I've, I've had a few outdoor dining experiences over the last few months, and it's, for me, been a little more pleasurable. But there is atmospheric sound yeah. of mm-hmm. just outdoors. And cars you know, backfire. Fire yeah. trucks. Fire. Why you talking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All of that. So. All right. Whips and, and stuff. Whips. People yeah. throwing whips around. Dominatrixes. Yeah. 
Uh, so uh, uh, older people and females in particular did not enjoy their meals as much when there was elevated background. I'm not having a very good time tonight. Background noise. And so. my role is incredibly sweet. Uh, hang on, let me go to uh, Liz here. Hi. Liz, you're on the air. Good morning. Liv, L-I-V. Hi, ah. Liv. You're on the air. Go ahead. Um, so I don't know if anyone's recently been to the Rainforest Cafe down <sighs> in Disney Springs. Uh, I've not been. I was. I was at the one. They have one in uh, in Niagara, and we went to that. Yeah. So I know what you're about to say. Go ahead. Well, the one down at Disney Springs has a complete dinosaur theme to it, and mm. it's like the the Cretaceous period, and then all of a sudden the meteor shower happens, <laughs> the ceiling lights up, and I mean, as a kid, you could enjoy the heck out of it, but. As an adult, you're sitting there, and you're kind of like, oh, my God, when is it going to end? Because it's, like, so loud with animatrons all over the place, dinosaurs screaming. Definitely yeah. Not the most enjoyable place for adults, though. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of meant for for, that, for kids and families. Yeah, right? yeah, you, yeah. you wouldn't try to close a, a multi-million dollar business merger yeah. there, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Or you, you go to Chuck E. Cheese and sit right next to the band. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you're not going to do that. All right, thank so you. So what about it? Is Dupont ready to move on this deal? <laughs> Wait a second. Just let the bear do its banjo solo. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I've right. been to that restaurant. I know exactly what she's talking about. Yeah. It is very loud, but that's the point of the that's restaurant. If You can't go there if you yeah. want some sort of quiet atmosphere. Like, so know, I didn't know they did the Cretaceous period. In the first, the rainforest I went to, they had they actually had little rainstorms and they had little yeah. uh, like normal rainforest life. I not you know unless they've been repopulated with dinosaurs recently. <laughs> But I think the bottom line is that if there's too much noise, you don't even enjoy the taste of the food. You can't take in. I can see that. You know, it's it's so distracting that you're not really getting any enjoyment out of your meals. So. I, I love the ability to carry on a conversation, you know, without um, raising my voice much, yeah. you know, and that's that. But that's always my issue in a lot of places. All right. Uh, let's see. I have other things. Uh, this year is uh, this year's National Taco Day is on Sunday. Oh. Yes, and oh. I have a list of places that you can get some free stuff on National oh. Taco. Why, why don't they make it Tuesday? That's a good question. It's such you a know, standard, right? Taco Tuesday. I guess because it's you know they pick a date and right. they stick with that date, and it's October fourth. Well, they move so. other holidays around. They do. Well, I want to hear these suggestions, but I had a great taco experience yesterday, and I'll tell you about it in a second. <laughs> All, right. All right. So a lot of these places we do not have in our area, and I will mention them on the off chance that you guys know of one that I'm not familiar okay. with. Uh, Chronic Tacos, uh, Chewies. No, uh, we had a Chewies in St. Louis. We had, had food. Del Taco. Yeah, I've had Del Taco. Del Taco tastes a lot like Taco Bell. Yeah, it's, and, it's a fast food yeah. joint. Yep. Del Taco tastes a lot like Taco Bell. And about, that's not a... By the way, I love Taco Bell. So Del Taco's very yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, my, but I tell you what, uh, I, I'm a Taco Bell kind of guy. Uh, let's see. Fuzzy's Taco Shop. Never heard of that. Uh, Jack in the Box. There's no Jack in the Box out here. I used to love their Super yeah. Taco, though. And, you know, it's greasy. And, yeah, and their cheeseburger was damn good, too. Uh, Moe's. Welcome to Moe's. Thank you. Hey, do Moe's, um, do Moe's, does Moe's, do Moe's, is Moe's, do Moe's have enchiladas as well? How Moe's, I think, um, they do some, like, uh, all-you-can-eat taco thingy on Fridays. I didn't know about that. I I mean, you have to be a Moe's member. Okay. Well, if you are a Moe's Rewards loyalty member, you'll be able to get $5 off their taco meal kit. That's the special that they have. It includes your choice of two proteins, tortillas, queso, beans, rice, lettuce, cheese, pico de gallo, uh, sour cream, queso, and chips. 
Nice. And uh, the kit will also include a recipe for enchiladas made out with the leftovers. So that is the special for Sunday. You know what I had recently? Uh, uh, tortilla chips from Whole Foods. Their yeah, own, yeah. Their own brand of tortilla chips. It was good? Oh, my God. Uh, you guys, have, when you've been in California, ever been to uh, El Pollo Loco? Yes. Yummy, it's right? It's really good. It reminds me of uh, what it looks like in uh, uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yep. Hermano it's exactly yeah. what it reminded me yeah. of. Yep. But well, but good food. When I visit my father in Texas, uh, Tex-Mex restaurants there, okay. sensational. Oh, it's, sure. it's a slight yeah, hybrid, best. but it's awesome. Uh, on the border, Mexican Grill and Cantina. Don't oh, know that yeah, one. There's a few of those around here. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, there's. Okay. Um, yes, there are. So on Sunday on the border, we'll have day long $2 deals for its ground beef and chicken tacos and $4 select specialty tacos, seasoned ground beef or chicken tinga. I would like a chicken tinga. I don't know what tinga is. Are among the $2 taco options, and the $4 tacos include Southwest chicken or brisket. Ooh, brisket taco. I'm probably not going to celebrate with uh, taco restaurant tacos. I'll probably make Make my own. Make my own. And um, there's a listener named Heather who gave me her uh, recipe for taco seasoning, Mm -hmm. which I don't mind, like, getting the... um, uh, the store bought stuff, no, it's, it's old El Paso sure. or whatever. El Paso. <laughs> <laughs> Are you old from El Paso? <laughs> I just came back from watching Chacas, and I'd like to get some El Paso. <laughs> um, but it's really, really good. It's very, very similar to what you get in the stores or whatever. But to me, it just seems tastes a little more cuisine if you will. Yeah, I, got you, I went man. to the On the Border uh, near the Neshaminy Mall, and it turns out the manager of that store listens to the President and Steve show. I don't oh. remember his name, but uh, he was okay. awesome, and the bar was really cool. So and there's one shout in out Ex- to those guys. Exton and Allentown yeah. uh, in our vicinity. All right, uh, Taco Bell. We got any of those around here? Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, they're launching Taco Gifter, a new taco e-gifting option via the Taco Bell app or website on which they will be giving away 10,000 tacos for fans to gift to taco-loving friends and family. So that's their special. And the only other place I saw was Taco John's, and I'm not familiar with that. I do miss, um, oh, man, what was the name of that place we used to go to? Um, Baja Fresh. Baja Fresh. <laughs> I miss that. Those are I gone? Me too. Yeah. Uh, there was one. Okay. Was it, it was right over here, wasn't it? No, well, no. The see... last one I went to is, what is that, Kathy? What's that street that? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, it was in Conchalcan. On oh, on Ridge Avenue was no. where Baja Fresh was. Um, Ridge and Butler, right? Yes. Uh, yes, no, 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 Ridge no. and Butler. Yeah, that's Parks Casino is on what street is that? Oh, Street Road. Street Road. Street Road. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that road. Our street, street name. If you go past the entrance onto the Turnpike, there is a Baja Fresh in the in the okay. opposite direction. That's the last one I went to, and that was within the last year and a half. Okay. Just um, to let you guys all know. By the way, this is the last one Casey's been to. But uh, the salsa there was really good. And I didn't see I didn't see Chipotle on here. Uh, uh, and I didn't well, see uh, Kudoba either with uh, specials. I guess those are more day. like, well, yeah, they, they should qualify. They should for National Taco. Yeah, then. I went to a great one yesterday. It's called Bar Taco. I'd never been before. It's in King of Prussia Mall. It's right um, in the new section of the mall. It yeah. has outdoor dining. And uh, it's oh. in between the Macy's and the Neiman Marcus. I'd never been before. Uh, it was awesome. And it was a, an interesting and new way for me to order. I, which I'm sure it's becoming more and more common. But everything was done over the phone. So you could either download the Bar Taco app and order that way. Or you could just do it through the website. And it limited, While you're sitting at the table. While you're sitting at the table, you can tip. You can order drinks. You can order the second round, whatever. And so um, it limits interaction with servers, but yeah. keeps servers employed. So you're still tipping and everything like that. Right. But for safety purposes and social distancing and everything that goes along those lines, I can't recommend it more highly. Well, we're looking at uh, Baja Fresh locations. It says there's one in Contra Hocken and Now it says permanently closed. Permanently closed, closed. Oh, yeah. Permanently. yeah. That one closed. It's, what is it now? Yeah, those are all closed. I, I it's don't another know. restaurant. I forget. Is it 
Hubba. All right, well, anyhow, uh, National Taco Day on Sunday. It's the 4th. That's when it is. Uh, oh, uh, somebody, uh, Daryl is calling in. Daryl, I'll go to his call real quick. Let me go to him. Hey, Daryl, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? Uh, yeah, I just heard you guys talking. Uh, I didn't know whether you guys knew that uh, they're building a Taco Bell in King of Prussia, but it's going to be one of the Taco Bell cantinas. Where they will serve alcohol, alcohol right? Okay, yeah. so I remember, I remember hearing about that a while back, but never yeah. seeing any well, follow through. Is on it that. a full sit-in, like restaurant, restaurant, fast casual? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like one of the few in the country, apparently. Yeah, okay. It's like full seating, and they will serve alcohol, apparently. Yeah, if you want uh, cool. a Chipotle elsewhere Thanks, uh, outside man. of PA, you can order beers and stuff. And really? Yeah, so I've, I've been to like a Chipotle in Virginia, and you can get a, a yeah. Corona there or whatever. Marissa? My, my friend and I went to Vegas last year, and there is one of those cantinas on the Strip. We went... We were there for five days. We probably went three times. <laughs> and you can get booze? You can get booze, and you can um, add it to, like, uh, the slushies or whatever Ooh. stuff. Yeah, it, That's it, it's, dangerous. it's amazing. They have a That's great incredibly dangerous. clothing line. You can get married there, too, because it's Vegas. You can get booed and foos. You can also, if, if you're a vegan, you can go to Taco Bell. Um, there's a guy down the hall. His name is Andre. He's a vegan, and I've seen him at Taco Bell, and he loves it there. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Uh, let me mention another one, and we're probably going to take a break after this, but one more story. Uh, Auntie Anne's and Sam Adams announced they have partnered to create an Oktoberfest kit that includes beer, snacks, and apparel for those who want to celebrate at home. Uh, and you can go to, or, or the information is at givethembeer.com. It's an $89 kit. You get a six-pack of Sam Adams Oktoberfest, a do-it-yourself pretzel kit from Annie Ann's. It makes ten pretzels, four party hats, four Lederhosen-style bottle coolers. Interesting. Four Lederhosen suspenders, two one-liter glass steins, and a recipe book of Oktoberfest-inspired dishes. So that's kind of fun. And Oktoberfest, is it the entire month of October? No, September, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it starts in September. Okay, but it goes through... Into October, right? I think just yeah, this right? week, and then it ends. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah, oh. they they do they it ears while they last. Rip off. <laughs> but I, there can't be one this year, right? I'm sure it was canceled. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It, was not, canceled. it was canceled well in advance. Yeah, I'm not saying you know about the big gathering or anything like that. I guess is it? Well, I guess technically that's all it is. It's not really a holiday of sorts. No, it's, it's just more of an observation. Six not, million people descending on Munich. Besides, yeah. the, the Germany's in, fixated on the Supreme Court battle over Strudel, right? <laughs> and who wouldn't be? Yeah. Uh, I've been to Munich. It's beautiful. I don't know if I'd want to be there during Oktoberfest. It's probably, I mean, I've been to uh, Oktoberfest in Munich, and it was great, uh, but I was 21, and so, you know, I had a taste for it then. I don't think I ever really need to go to Mardi Gras in New Orleans, you know? It's a, it's a lot of large tents with yeah. people imbibing. Yeah. So, did you go to Hopper House when you were in Munich? Okay. I was surprised. I went to visit my mom and sister in St. Petersburg, and we were just driving through the, the main town of St. Petersburg, the downtown area. They have a Hofbrauhaus house there. Yeah, it's a brand. It's, it was great. It, oh. And it's, yeah, I mean, they, they sell their beer outside of Germany. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there probably were 25,000 people inside just the Hofbrauhaus house. Then. Yeah, and it was, listen, I ended up hanging out with this Australian rugby team getting smashed and yeah. for whatever that is. Did you, you know, shoot the boot? Uh, oh, my God, yeah. And, and like, all of the stereotypes are true. Like, they, they're the um, servers. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. And, yes, but the servers, like, bring oh. out six 
leaders, yep. yeah. you know, holding them. It's 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 They're really huge. fun, yeah. But I don't need to do, uh, you know, New Year's Eve in Times Square. I don't need to do the other things now. But right. th- this was fun. It was a really good time. I brought one of those Steins home from Germany. Of course, you should. It, it took up so much real estate in my <laughs> luggage, but I'm like, you have I'm, a Stein collection, don't I'm you? Taking this. I do. I do. It was a nice uh, drinking Stein. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Uh, but Wiser, you created a monster. But I have to. I did have to bring that little souvenir home from Ger- uh, Germany. I haven't. Uh, <laughs> haven't used it in a long ass time. But I would like to. I think it's on the box. You're not as much of a beer drinker these days, though. No, I, I mean I do, but I'm a boring beer drinker. I don't. I don't get adventurous with IPAs and things like that. I'm a pretty. Uh, you like straight, straight ahead lager uh, drinker, you yeah. know, Corona and stuff like that. Speaking so. of Bud, did you guys see the picture that looks like me on Budweiser? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's uh, it, pretty spot on. It really does. I don't know who the gentleman is, but his name in the ad anyway is Nick. That's right. And I've had it tweeted at me several times. Yeah. Budweiser, you created a monster. They should have made. They should make a more, a more sober, more dramatic rhinestone, a, a la Rocky Balboa. <laughs> right, right. A little more down. I have to admit, some of my songs weren't good. Yeah, <laughs> and now he likes Budweiser. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, let's. That's all I have. I'm sorry uh, for oh. kind of sore, but hopefully you, you took something from that today as you head into the weekend to make your plans to you know maybe cook up some great food, whatever. We have some information regarding food. And it comes under the umbrella of the Camp Out for Hunger. And when we get back, we are going to reveal that information, and uh, we're going to need your assistance in this. But uh, it's good news, by the way. So we'll return and get to that and the Bizarre File. Make sure you stay with us. We all got kind of hosed on that whole basketball bracket thing back in March. So we're bringing back the bracket with MMR's Rocktober Madness. Each weekday, listen as your favorite bands battle it out and you decide who wins. Starting with 64 bands split into four regions. The Air Pancake, Preston Steve, Jackson Sarah, and Jackie Brent. Matchups every weekday at 11.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. with Pierre and 3.30 and 5.30 with Jackson. And that's where you come in. Pull up the app or WMMR.com and vote for your favorite bands to move on or go home. It all comes down to one band. Crowned champion of Rocktober Madness. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and indoor air quality. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, uh, we got the B-File and then we got a guest, so let's do it. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by God Shawls. All the bacon taste, 80% less fat. Make the Switch to God Shaw's Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon. And check out the new Make the Switch campaign with Brian Westbrook at GodShaw's.com. Let's begin here. Lorenza Marahu might be small, standing less than five feet tall, but on Monday night, the 67-year-old proved she can pack a punch. Yeah. Marajo had confronted an intruder after he broke into her apartment at a complex for seniors. 
Uh, she said, as he was coming towards me, I said, back off right away. She has 26 years of martial arts training, by the way. Yeah, she does. The man listened and left her apartment, but he was not done for the night. He broke into the apartment of 81-year-old Lizmeth McCrae's, Marajo's friend and neighbor. Uh, McCrae said, he grabbed me and he shake me, and I went down on the floor. Marajo had heard McCrae's screams and immediately went to help. She said, I squeezed myself between him, her and him. I put Mama on the side, and I jumped on him, and I was punching him and everything. And I had the cane against his throat. Marajo said... You need to be taught a lesson, don't you? She said she didn't want to kill the intruder, so she switched positions to hold him down with her hands. I'm going to make it real painful, though. She said he lifted up and tried to twist my hand, but at the same time, I twisted his and turned it around real fast, and he was saying, you're hurting me, you're hurting me. She's under. She's five feet. Marajo had said that... Uh, at, Said And I said, I don't care. I don't care what happens to you. You had no right to hurt an elderly person. He, she's right. Uh, McCray said, I didn't expect that little lady would be that brave. Uh, and Good she, for her. I said, uh, could you be careful? He's going to kill us, she said. Not tonight. Uh, McCray was taken to the hospital for treatment. Was released the next day. The suspect, who was not physically hurt, was taken into custody by police who do not recommend that people jump into situations like this. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, she did, according to the police department spokesperson, uh, they said what she told me is that her training kicked in and it was like muscle memory. She knew that she had to help her friend out. So that's a great story. 26 years. Patrons at a 7-Eleven in Florida were treated yesterday to a lewd display by a 28-year-old woman who allegedly expo- exposed and pleasured herself near the front doors oh, of oh the convenience way. store. This is my Slurpee. Uh, the police allege that Vanessa Lee Jones did intentionally pleasure herself while outside a 7-Eleven in St. Petersburg around 11 a.m. on Wednesday. Intentionally? It wasn't accidental? No. Jones was arrested for lewd and lascivious ex- uh, exhibition, a felony, since she allegedly, quote, continuously rubbed her area in the presence of a minor. Oh, man. Uh, Jones, cops said, was observed by the child's uncle, who video recorded the incident, which was shown to law enforcement. Free hot dogs for everyone. Yeah, uh, Jones, who denied engaging in any illicit behavior, is locked up in the county jail in ten thousand dollars bond. In recent months, she has been convicted of trespassing and possession of synthetic marijuana. Did you see any footage of this? Not no. that it really matters, but she's not unattractive. No, she's uh, she doesn't look like what you would think she would look like. No, no. yeah, this is completely different. No. Uh, all right, here's a story out of our state: a garbage truck in Carbon County, Pennsylvania. Made an unusual pickup Wednesday morning. Photos posted to the Kidder Township Police Facebook page show a large black bear on top of a county waste vehicle. It was on top of a trash truck. Wow. Going for a bit of a joy ride. Uh, police hey, op- bear's got to work. Uh, police officer Vincent Murrow said uh, bear complaints are up this year. He said it's been pretty frequent almost daily that we're getting a new bear complaint in the area. It's uh, for a new movie called Teen Wolf Bear. And this is... The most recent If every bear had a garbage truck. Uh, They said that uh, this is the most recent example when a bear arrived at the police department Wednesday morning on the back of a garbage truck. Uh, They said uh, we can only assume that it was sick of going for the small small amount of trash in the garbage pails and went for the big prize. 
Uh, since it is right before hibernation, bears are usually hungry. Each bear is eating about 20,000 calories a day. Could you imagine? It's about 10 times more than you or I eat. So they are moving around a lot, and they are very hungry, and they're I, trying to pack it on. One day, Preston, I'm going to be murdered by a bear because they're so damn cute. Yeah. And I'm going to go up, and I'm going to be that idiot that gets caught on footage getting his ass kicked by a bear. Try not to let that happen. Uh, this is scary. Louisiana man it was arrested after he was discovered living in the bedroom closet of a 15-year-old girl. Oh, my God. Uh, it was on Sunday. Deputies responded to a call in Spring Hill, Florida, after the parents of 15-year-old girl allegedly discovered the man inside their daughter's closet. The man allegedly told investigators he had driven from Louisiana to have sex with the unidentified victim. Jeez. But the plot kind of thickens on this. The suspect advised on this current trip that he had been... In the county for about five weeks and had been with the victim on numerous occasions and they had had sex. Jonathan Rasmoni was arrested and charged with four counts of lewd lascivious behavior with a victim between the ages of 12 and 16. His bond was set at $25,000. Were they conducting a relationship? Yeah. Rasmoni and the 15-year-old girl met two years ago through an online chat app. When she was 13. Police said he told them that he had traveled several times from Louisiana to meet the victim. She allegedly told police... That Rosmoni had been living off and on inside her closet since August 19th. Oh, my God. Uh, the suspect would hide in the closet when the victims were at home, only coming out when they left for work. The girl's parents became suspicious when they heard noises coming from the bedroom. Uh, additional charges are possible in this, and they are looking into that, obviously. How messed up is that? Effing chilling. Wow. All right, and there you go. Horrible. That is what I have in the Bizarre file. Sorry to end on a bad one, but we're going to change tunes here, and we're going to move on to a very positive story. Incredibly so. We're excited about the Camp Upper Hunger this year. It's looking a little bit differently, but we've been having weekly meetings about how we're going to pull this thing off, and it is indeed in the works, it will be a week earlier than normal. In fact, uh, is it two weeks earlier Actually, than normal? Actually, two weeks earlier, yeah. yeah. November 16th is when it will kick off at Xfinity Live. So it's the week prior to Thanksgiving. Not the week of Thanksgiving, the week prior. So I'm in the week after. But uh, this is how we're going to do it. It'll be at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. And we are proud to announce the Camp Out Head Start with Acme Markets, and we're excited to welcome on to get us some of the details uh, our friend uh, Dana Ward, who's the public. Yeah, hey. And we also have Tom on. Yes. Yeah, hey. uh, Tom Laughlin is the Senior VP of Merchandising and Marketing. Good morning, Dana and Tom. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. you. We're good. Thank you guys for coming on this morning. We're excited, really excited. Listen, we have been, we've had all kinds of questions about how things are going to work out for the Camp Out for Hunger uh, this year. And number one, we want to applaud Acme Markets, even though it's a different type of year, for continuing the partnership, the support, and doing everything that we are doing. So, with that said, um, how about the head start? Which one of you wants to go first? Dana, do you want to jump in here? Sure. Okay, so tell us about the Head Start program with Acme this year for the Camp Out for Hunger. So we're super excited. This year we are starting two and a half weeks early, so we're starting today. So once you go into your Acme store today, you will be prompted at the register. So this is super cool for us, too. For the first time ever, we are going completely digital, which means that every customer is being asked at every order um, by the pin pad. This, so, that's awesome. Um, 
regardless of where, what register you go through, if you're at self-checkout or wherever, you're being asked. So that's super cool for us. Um, and we're excited about that. So all of our stores are ready to go. They have the signage up. Um, they have Preston and Steve um, standees. So it's like you're in every store. And oh, the cardboard uh, the cutout thingies. Okay, yes. awesome. Yeah, in fact, I've seen some pictures of people taking pictures with you. Already, so oh, my that's God. Awesome. That's um, funny. <laughs> they have better personalities than we do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, so we've got that going on, and we're. I'm looking for a record-breaking year this year. I think we can do it. We are starting a little bit early. People are giving more this year, um, and, you know, it, we – we should be able to knock it out of the park. I think Dana and and, and Tom will ask you now. Uh, th- th- uh, this this push, this comprehensive push, this at register, every person who goes up is apprised of this uh, this uh, capability of donating is such a huge thing for Acme to do. And and these these have been successful in the past. And I think to Dana's point, this could be a record year in a year where we absolutely need it more than we've ever needed it. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, th- these programs work because of great partners like you guys helping us get behind. And I couldn't think of a bigger cause based on what's going on in the world and society today than to help each other out. And at Acme, we are very excited about making this a record-breaking year. Last year's 345,000 pounds was was huge. And uh, starting it early, because honestly, we need to start it early is a big deal for our people, the customers, and everybody within the area. And, again, I can't thank a great partners like you for making this such a success. Oh, well, the, the partnership's wonderful. We love it, and it's been going on for years now. Now, there is one uh, thing that's going to be different this year. The way that the Head Start program usually works is we take uh, donations through your uh, your shoppers, and you guys will come and make the donation as the Camp Out for Hunger starts. The, the, at the Head Start usually wraps right before the Camp Out for Hunger begins itself. But this is going to be a different one. And, Dana, we're going to end up doing it through the week of the Camp Out this year, correct? Yeah, so we are – I'm going to give you a preview by the end of the week of Camp Out of where we're at, but we're still going to go strong through the Wednesday before Thanksgiving because we think it's that important to do. Yes, and, and the reason for the change is for those people who might be hesitant, while we are going to make sure that – in-person drop-offs are going to be safe and easy, and and uh, and there will be minimum, minimum contact. Uh, if you're still hesitant about it, you will be able to help through Acme and donating that way and doing it digitally or in-person at uh, the grocery store. Or if it's just too far for you to travel, yes, yeah. you can do the same thing as well. So uh, it's going to be awesome. And keep in mind that we started something new this year, too. So if you're part of our grocery rewards program, you can donate your rewards to Camp Out for Hunger as well. Yeah. That's that's sensational. And honestly, when we started trying to put this together, we laid out six or seven, maybe even eight different scenarios. And so the most austere, which we were dreading, which was, you know, modifying it down to virtually nothing, uh, to what we're, where we are now. And as our plans are going, it's going to provide access and and an enjoyment of what we do at every level of comfortability so you know with obviously staying safe but still providing a bit of the spirit of the camp out a bit of the excitement and fun and and that sort of uh communal effort which acme which you guys uh dana and, and tom have spearheaded that makes it all part of it where you can feel you're part of something and and now uh, you know how many people now uh, sadly are touched by people who are 
really hurting, who are without jobs and trying to make it. What you guys are doing means so much. And I think in the long run, bizarrely, we could be looking. I don't want to you know, predict, but what we're going to look at is a lot more magical than what we were thinking about uh, two or three months ago. Right. So and that's uh, and in large part due to your efforts. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Absolutely. All right. Excellent. So we got it officially underway. And, uh, you know, there, is it loc- locations throughout the entire Delaware Valley, uh, Tom? Yes, absolutely. Okay, wonderful. Thank you guys so much, and uh, we appreciate the, the, the help and the partnership. It's going to be huge this year. So thank you to Dana and Tom. Yes! Acme Markets, the Head Start program. You guys have a great weekend, and thanks for checking in with us. God, that was great news. Yeah, it is really good news. So it's going to, that's the big change, is that it will be through the week of camp out, uh, but also the, the, the way to make donations and to get people uh, involved and to contribute. Maybe those who weren't even aware of the Camp Out for Hunger, it's going to be even more so. And like you said, Steve, it's it's needed more than ever. Yeah, so, yeah. It's just, it. we, when we heard the the uh, the extra lengths that Acme was going to this time around, yep. everyone sort of like had a, a sigh of relief. Like, okay, maybe this can happen to yep. the level we need it to happen. And so it starts today. And uh, hope everybody at Phil Abundance is getting ready as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, we, we're ready to do the camp out. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back in just a second. So make sure you stay with us. In a little while, we are going to have comedian uh, Tony Roberts on the program. We'll be back in a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Nobody likes a delay of game, and while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Steven Singer Jewelers is not in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. Whether celebrating life or celebrating love, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The guy that you play the clip from uh, in Roadhouse, Steve. Yeah. That's uh, the, the, oh, yeah, my regular oh, yeah. Saturday night thing. It's going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the same guy where Dalton has, a, he's called all the, the bouncers in as he yeah. starts and goes, telling them to be nice. And he goes, yeah, well, what if they call my mama a whore? And then yeah. Dalton just in and goes, is she? Is she? <laughs> the drop the mic. Right, on. right. And then the guy goes, you know, in the most overacting. <laughs> <laughs> Why I oughta. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a bit of sad news to pass along, and and I got this email. Uh, I've forgotten who I got it from, but she sent me the obituary, and one of our granny grand uh, grandmothers passed away. Yeah, it was sad news. Emily Brown is her name. Okay, thank you, Emily, for sending that. So Barbara uh, Gibson Davis uh, passed away on September 30th. Uh, She was born in 1938. I did not know the – I didn't do the math, so – I'm not sure uh, what age she was, but um, uh, she lived in media her entire life. Ah. She was born and raised in media PA. And I thought this was uh, in in her obituary. They wrote that she was the lunch lady at uh, Springton Lake Junior High School in the 70s. I bet you she was an awesome lunch lady. And they put it in quotations, the lunch lady. But in the obituary as well, uh, it adds this. Barbara was an avid bingo player, loved driving the bingo bus with her girlfriends, and she also enjoyed knitting and crocheting, creating thoughtful gifts for friends. Her claim to fame 
was being a part of the Granny Grand Prix sponsored by 93.3 WMMR, oh. where she had the time of her life. And the I photo, couldn't call. I couldn't call him up, Preston. The photo of her in the in the the obit yeah. is her in the go kart oh. in the Granny Grand Prix. Yeah, my, my the email blocks it for me, so I, I wanted to see that. So sweet of them to put that photo of her in this obit. So how many awesome people did we ah, meet throughout that whole that thing? Great. And and it was and and the fact that it's an honor that that's included in her tribute. Yes. So Barbara, Barbara Davis, in case you do know, uh, did know her and maybe not knew of her passing. Uh, by the way, she was re- lovingly referred to as Me Mom, and I remembered that from not the Grandy Grand Prix because yeah, they would each give their kind yeah. of the nicknames, yeah, yeah. Uh, that they, you know, Grampy or Gum Gum or whatever it may be. And Me Mom, I clearly remember saying that on the mic. For people who don't remember, we we would have, or people who are new to the show, we would actually have grannies. I think the what was the the, the seventy and above. We said an age, yeah. But we had you know all the way up to like ninety seven, ninety eight, I think, or something. Incredibly, and then then we ended up doing the Granny Grampy Grand Prix. Yes, we did grandmothers and battle of the sex, battle of the sexless. We called that's it. right, the battle of the sexless. <laughs> uh, but they're going to have a celebration of her life held uh, graveside at the Media Cemetery at Orange and Kirk Lane, uh, and that will be at eleven a.m. on Saturday. And also in lieu of flowers, her family would like donations to be made to Maine Lion Health Hospice, uh, which is in Radnor. So. Sad news, um, you know, for the family, obviously, and for us, because uh, it was so great to have her in uh, the contest. I'm glad we got to spend time with her, and yeah. I'll tell you what, yeah. all those, and we were just doing the grannies, uh, and with the, uh, you know, the uh, granny, grampy, they came to win. I oh, mean, yeah. oh, they yeah. were oh, yeah. serious. They would have, their, their families would do up shirts, the the whole thing, it was just awesome. Maybe one day we can get back to that, because it was, was a blast. Trash talk, it oh, was all kinds of things. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's, here's another passing, um, and I meant to mention this yesterday, Nick, but I forgot to do it, but uh, baseball player Jay Johnstone was 74 years old. He did play for the Phils uh, for a time, but uh, he was a commentator for the Phils, too, for each season, I think, he's right? Had, yeah, he's had a bunch of different roles in Philadelphia over the years and uh, apparently was just one of the funniest guys to ever be a part of the game. And will also be known as uh, he was in the movie Naked Gun when Frank Trevin, Leslie <laughs> Nielsen, is an umpire. Enrico Palazzo. Uh, <laughs> and, and he's also the singer, Enrico Palazzo. The, when the batter comes up and he realizes he's <laughs> going to have to frisk every single player <laughs> on the team, yeah. he's the first guy that gets frisked. And he gets... You know, he he looks him over real good. <laughs> and he got that role because of how funny he was. The Zucker brothers knew that he was a character. They knew that he was hilarious. And so they, they specifically recruited him and made him that first guy that got frisked. And his... his- his reputation was as a as a prankster. As he, he pulled a lot of, of uh, you know clubhouse pranks. Ah, that's cool. And even as a journalist, he did that too. But apparently, he was a solid ball player. He had a he had a he had a respectable career. Yeah. He had uh, an average uh, two sixty seven, three twenty nine, and oh, wow. three ninety four with one hundred and two home runs. 215 doubles, 530 RBIs, and 50 stolen bases. Uh, that's liked, pretty nice. He yeah. liked pulling pranks on uh, Tommy Lasorda because he played for the Dodgers for a little bit. And one time he pulled this prank where he locked Tommy in the bathroom and Tommy was taking a shower and Tommy couldn't get out. And um, and then the, subsequently, the same bathroom where uh, he, he Jay Johnstone did this to Tommy Lasorda, he also um, put this weird like dye in the shampoo. And one of, the, one of Jay Johnstone's teammates said... <laughs> 
wait, I think that's the same shampoo in the same bathroom that Tommy's wife uses. No. So Jay Johnstone had to run back in, switch the shampoo out because he didn't want to do it to Tommy's right, wife. Right, right. But he just he would do this up and down. He would crack people up in the in the locker room. And uh, yeah, just one of the good guys in baseball. Yeah, he had uh, he died of complications from COVID nineteen. So that's uh, seven, How old years, seven, seventy-four right, years old. Right. So you know, relatively young, uh, actually. So that's uh, sad news. And he had a connection to Philadelphia. So I think that that sports scene, that baseball scene in baseball in the in the Naked Gun, I mean, is um, that might be my favorite extended comedy scene in any movie ever. It just, it goes on, it especially if you're a, a baseball time. fan. Oh my god! I mean, the, the amount of references, the 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 fact, like the the tiger mauling out on the uh, the infield, <laughs> the sheer number of announcers uh, in yeah, the booth, right? The, I, the, uh, I love when Ricardo Montalban is eating his hot dog <laughs> and there's a ring in it, yeah, and it's from a character earlier who had lost his yeah. finger, yeah. <laughs> It's just one joke after another. Oh, I, I, oh and just when when uh, when uh, when uh, he's carrying, he has her by uh, uh, Presley. Uh, I'm having Lisa, Lisa Marie. Yeah, 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 and he's he's carrying her up the steps. It's clearly a mannequin. Yeah, he's, he's whipping her back. <laughs> Hitting her head on the, on the railing and stuff. I mean, the umpire scene alone is great because he gets so amped up about calling the balls and the strikes. Yeah. And he calls them all strikes, but it just goes on. And then Randy Newman's "I Love L.A." plays. Um, it's just it, it. That I guess it's the it's pretty much the last scene, the last setting for the movie. It is. It, it, it all ends up there. And then uh, Reggie he, Jackson has to kill the queen. It's right. just one joke after another. But man, is it funny? How can you be so ruthless? You forget I was a contractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy that that queen is still alive, right? Doesn't somebody get their head knocked? off and they go up for yes. to catch a ball yeah, catch yeah. A, yes. in the outfield or something stupid like that. Yeah, everybody spits one one scene after another. The the guys doing the uh the dugouts uh, calls from the or the calls from the dugout and he's using like the uh, semaphore and then the, the right. you know the uh, light signals. Yeah. And a, Lisa Marie Presley when she starts talking to Drebin and he's trying to he's trying to you know break her from her hypnosis and everybody in the stadium is crying and the announcers are crying and hugging each other. Yeah. Unless we forget O.J. Simpson. Oh, that's yeah, right. that's right. Yes. That's right. Yes. What a great guy. <laughs> uh. All right. Uh, I have some, you know what, it's Friday, so uh, we oh, need to pr- clean out uh, the junk drawer. What? We said Lisa Marie. It's, it's Priscilla. It's Silla. Priscilla, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Lisa, Lisa Marie yeah. was the daughter. Yeah, you're right. Into yeah. okay. uh, the junk drawer we go. Let's see what we can find to chat about. I think we could use some good news, right? Yeah. U.S. traffic deaths fell in 2019 for the third straight year. Uh, this according to no, that's good news. No. Oh, okay. Uh, the National <laughs> Highway Traffic Safety Administration said yesterday, and the downward trend is continuing this year. Of course, people are driving less, fewer miles during mm-hmm. the pandemic, but still, it was on a downward trend already. Yeah. Yes. So the NHTSA said that uh, deaths fell two percent last year to thirty six thousand and ninety six. The uh, decrease coming, even though. Uh, vehicle miles traveled increased by nearly 1%, reducing the fatality rate to 1.1% per 100 million miles traveled. You know lowest, they're saying? Lowest since 2014. They're saying a tremendous amount of that has to do with texting while driving. Oh. That, that is actually... Help. No, no. no. <laughs> you guys ever uh, die in a car accident? No, no, I never have. Yeah, me neither. No, yeah. So it's been good. The yeah. numbers are good. Uh, deaths in passenger vehicles fell by 2.8%, pedestrian deaths by 2.7%, bicyclist deaths by 2.9%, and motorcycle deaths by 0.5%. That's the least amount uh, with uh, motorcycles. Sometimes when you see those, and I saw it the other day, a motorcycle just zipping along, and I was turning my mouth, this guy's going to die. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. The ones, the ones, especially on the crotch rockets, who are really hauling ass. Oh. 
and they're they're just slaloming in and out, which I got to feel is kind of sport for them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but somebody, listen, it moves so quick, and and as a not fault to the driver, uh, to the car driver, yeah. it, just changing lanes or something like that, mm-hmm. you're going to slam into them, and it's not going to be the driver's fault. It's going to be your fault. Now, granted, there are some people that... Hey, motorcycles are hard to see in yes, the they first are. place. So yeah. if you're going to drive recklessly, you're gambling with your life, man. Don't you always sort of, like, expect to see them, like, further up the uh, the road? Like, after they sort of disappear out of your right. sight, you're it, like, at an accident scene? Yeah. yeah. No, not motorcycles. No? Okay. Cars, yes, but not motorcycles. Buggies. so damn fast, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, and usually traffic, they just... Traffic, what you know? Yeah, they just, they just go around it and through. Well, it, what so. I'm saying is, you're going to see them on the side of the road. Oh, dead well, in an accident. In an accident. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I do. I thought you meant catch up to them later on. Yeah, no. All right, mom. Anyway, so that is good news. That is yeah, good man. news. Traffic fatalities from the down. junk drawer, which is what you're reaching into right now. Kathy sent me this list yesterday. Studocu is a uh, an online study guide platform. Surveyed 20,000 American and Canadian students to find out what schools have the sexiest and least appealing student bodies. And I was very surprised I know. at the results. Yeah. Well, who do you immediately think here locally? Uh, Villanova. Villanova. I don't know why, but I, I just do. That's yeah. A, Everyone said that. That's funny. Because they're yeah. hot. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly why. <laughs> Walk around campus. Uh, but... Do you want to hear what the the sexiest student body is? Please. I'll give you the, the top two. The sexiest student body. They had to have tweaked with this. Utah Valley University mm. and number two, Brigham Young University. Um, maybe yeah. about healthy living? Well, yeah, maybe. Listen, man. All right, so. Maybe it's good for the skin? <laughs> yeah, but and a, and a lot of people, you know, like but they I mean, want to. Fresh air? They're so sexually yeah, you know, but, but is that good living. for the skin? Yeah, yeah but no, know. but it's also a lot of people who want the to... Osmonds? No, who want to go out there. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily the people that, true. that live there that are going to that They want to get out it's there like and corrupt it. a cool school to go to. Right. Mm. Kathy's saying it's easy prey, easy pickings. I don't I don't know if it's but a cool some, school to go to. But, you know, the, the Utah in general and then the, the Mormon uh, population, I mean, they, they're so chaste well, that the word sexy doesn't make sense to me. Got to so. tell you something. They're drinking coffee now. That's well, true. Yeah, yeah, but that's uh, what I mean. It's not them at that school. It's people from out of state, to yeah. Kathy's point, which is true. It's the, I know. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. You're right. But still. And it's all the sluts coming in from out of exactly. state. Exactly. I don't know, man. <laughs> all right. if, you're not a, if you're not a Mormon, are you, like, aiming to go to any sort of school with... Any like a party n- school? Well, yeah. Don't you I don't know. Do, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Is it like your version of Rome Springer? Jerry Springer? Maybe. <laughs> uh, third was California State University, Fullerton. Fourth was Northeastern University. Uh, fifth is University of Virginia. Sixth is University of Illinois at Urbana, Champaign. Uh, seven is Ohio State University. Uh, eight is University of Michigan. Ninth is uh, Kennesaw State University. And 10th is Michigan State University. I went to sexiest student body. Wow. I went to a commuter school on Long Island. I was the sexiest girl that went to that school. (laughs) Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Uh, The least attractive. I've never heard of these schools. Okay. Club Uh, U. University uh, Teluk. T-E-L-U-Q. Are you coming to a sorority party? Chamberlain College of Nursing. Whoa. Lehman College. Carbuncle U. Uh, 
Athabasca University. So some are in Canada. You said like at the very oh, yeah, beginning. Yeah. So I think yeah, some of okay. them might be. Uh, Western Governors University. Strayer. What is on here? Well, Strayer Strayer. is a do is all right. Is there multiple campuses? All right, is it a brick and mortar? It is. Is it? I think there are some brick and mortar campuses, but mostly it's online. What about the Institute of Acne? Uh, Technology Superior. What about the JSI? I guess that's French. Uh, It's not a. It's not a teaching school. Mm -hmm. It's an institute. Uh, University of New Brunswick, Valencia College, and the the University of the People. Does Playboy, uh, Playboy, I, I have a Playboy ha- story. Does it still have its, remember they used to do years ago when yeah. I was in college. They they the, the girls of the Big Ten. Right. And, uh, is, is that still something that happens? Well, or the magazine, that... the magazine doesn't exist anymore. Right, but the online component. Yeah. And does that even exist? Uh, speaking of that, I oh, think, yeah. I think in my drawer. Dig in there? Okay. Yeah. I'm too busy Reading scripture now. You can now buy Playboy, and you don't have to hide it from your mom. The lifestyle brand announced its intention of becoming a publicly traded company huh. after nearly ten a ten year absence from the stock market. So it's a business investment now. Uh, but in a very twenty twenty move, Playboy is merging with Mountain Crest Acquisition as a special purpose acquisition company, and a four hundred fifty million dollar four hundred fifteen million dollar deal. And it'll eventually be traded on the NASDAQ under the symbol PLBY. Huh. Uh, Playboy now describes itself as one of the largest and most recognizable lifestyle brands in the world, selling a variety of items ranging from sexual wellness products, branded clothes, and even a home goods line. Notably missing is the magazine, which ceased publishing in February following its 66-year run. There's another online Playboy component, which is more like a um, Maxim. Okay. Um, and it's, it's, or like Bro Bible. It's more like that. Yeah. And I forget the name of it. Um, smoking Jacket, I think it is. Smokingjacket.com. Okay. And it was meant to be less um, girl stuff and more lifestyle. It seems to be grasping at straws at this point. It does. Because um, there's Instagram and there's porn, websites right? and porn. And like you just, if, if you want that, you just go to the internet and you get it. There's yeah. Sprout. Yeah. Sprout is for kids. Oh, though. man. Remember Nina? Is she still around? She was on the couch with the star. The big comfy couch. Oh, my gosh. She was so cute. Yeah, uh, we, uh, she was based in Philadelphia at one point, and we reached out to get an interview, and they said, a no. A no, no. thank you. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, um, I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. <laughs> Back into the drawer. <laughs> uh, no, I remember what I was going to say. Uh, Playboy, yeah, Steve, whether or not they they still do the, the college uh, campus I, stuff. I, where I they, can't see that being a thing now. They would go to the schools, and they would essentially you know, have a... a Put, take out an ad that they were going to be scoping yeah. for uh, girls to be in the uh, in the issues, and they would go through interview processes, and they would pick a couple, and then they'd have pictorials of these right. girls. I, it was always probably my favorite issues. It, it was huge. It was their it was their Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. I mm. mean, for 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 Playboy, which is known <laughs> for what it was known for, well, that it was, just, was that was the money shot. It was just they were they were more real. They yeah. were real girls. They weren't models. They were you know they were right. obtainable. In my little mind, my little brain. I can do this. I can. I'm in a band. All right, let me go back into the drawer here now. Early on Wednesday morning, several social media users in Pittsburgh and up and down the East Coast say they saw a bright flash of light and a streak in the sky. It happened uh, just before 6.30 a.m. I am the god of hellfire. And a trucker... Driving along uh, I-76 was able to capture video of the flash from the dash cam. It was a big one. 
Uh, the American Meteor Society said that it received more than 200 reports of a bright fireball over eastern Ohio. A society official said the fireball was most likely a random meteor not associated with any known meteor shower. And it takes an oh. object only the size of a softball to create a flash as bright as the full moon. That was so cool. So we're watching the footage from the dash cam. Yeah, it's very it cool. It is pretty amazing. And you get an idea of, of how fast those things are going yeah. and why they explode like that, uh, even though they're very small inside. Uh, they're going to need to do some analysis uh, to determine its size, but it, it's one of those that's around like the, a softball size. But it lit up huge. Have you? So my wife and I one time were up at Wyndham in New York, and you know, dark sky out in the rural, more rural area. The amount of celestial activity that yeah. you see is astonishing. Yeah, my my buddy and I, we were uh, this is God, we were like twenty two years old. We were up late drinking on my back deck. It was probably two three o'clock in the morning, something like that. And and a flash like that happened, and like. It was it was behind me, and it flashed so bright that I could see it, and I turned around. We had no idea what – I mean, even still to this day, I'm like, I don't know what it was because it, it, it actually took a long time for the, the light to sort of dissipate. Could have been lightning? No, definitely not lightning. Um, I mean, my first inclination was like – I think it's a UFO. I think it's aliens coming down to Earth. Like, it was just – it was really, Casey, really bizarre. We, we, we need you on our home planet. <laughs> Introduce us to the music of fish. That's yeah. <laughs> Um, but the the hue, the color of the light was very, very close to what we just saw here in this. In the right. It's pretty wild when you see the mm-hmm. ones that are like green, yeah, and yeah. it's green, and uh, or like a reddish color. And I guess it has to do with the the makeup of the material yeah. and, and what color you get. The meteor that generated this sound effect, which is from Russia, yeah, that was a meteor. That was a meteor. They they all their cams recorded it going over the the area. Yeah. And blew out windows. It was during I mean, the day, too, It was right? during the day. Yeah. Stunning. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, don't be a scared, because I have another story I'm going to go get. Scared. Attention all swan lovers. Officials in Lakeland, Florida, are making plans for a swan sale in the weeks ahead. So how many swans can you get? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know how many you can get, but the reason that they are selling the swans is because they spend about $10,000 a year feeding and caring for them. We've lost our... looking at me, swans. There you go. And they can't, uh, they can't afford it anymore. All our swans have to go. We've got, we got caught with our pants down. Uh, the picturesque birds are also... Swans, geese, ducks, mallards, whatever you want, we got them. And we've got plenty. It's the, it's the foul blowout. Is that what it is? Waterfowl blowout? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so the picturesque birds are, are also largely populated, overpopulated, which uh, causes quality of life issues for them. So what do you what what, what would the common civilian use uh, swans for? Uh, just to over uh, the ponds or I guess, or yeah. for yeah. Uh, as a, as extra a, help as a, the office as a pet of sorts, I guess. I, like I told you, my neighbors have ducks. Yeah, but swans are different. They're are they? They're, they're, they're nasty. They're nasty, yeah. are they not? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From what I understand, yeah. yeah, they'll come after you. They do mate for life. That's adorable. They'll troll you online. Um, <laughs> what? They have one mate for life. Yep. Oh wow. What? All right. So and then happened? one girlfriend. One. 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 Yeah, they got some side action. <laughs> side action. <laughs> there well, has but, to be. Well, only in France. <laughs> what if the mate dies and that's it? They, they mourn. Really? Yeah, they do. They, in fact, they, they've. I, from my understanding, is they can mourn themselves to death. Yeah. Okay. 
What other what other species are uh, monogamous? There's not many. The jellyfish. No, not dolphins. They're horn dogs, man. Yeah, they bang. They everything. bang women. They bang. Yeah. Our, they bang us. Yeah, they cross uh, species. Absolutely. Um, In fact, they bang swans. Uh, so here cor- we go. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. Beavers. Nah. Oh, gibbons. Gibbons. Gibbon. Some gibbon. wolves. Okay. Uh, French angelfish. The of of course the shingleback skinks. Oh, the skinks! <laughs> oh my skinks gosh, are very that. loyal. Yes, skinks the are. shingleback skinks. You we see, used to catch skinks when I was a kid in that South was Carolina. It. That was the original line in Top Gun: "Love me like a skink." <laughs> Wait, what's a skink? It's like a lizard. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, skinks and and salamanders and and lizards. We used to oh, catch yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. They were all over the place in South Carolina. Like a skink, but I think skinks are cold blooded. Yeah. Is like like a salamander. Check it and see. Yeah, it's got a oh, it's got a fever. That's like 103. Also, uh, oh, and the skink, you could cut its tail off and it would grow back. Oh, that's anyway, cool. Albatrosses, swans, and penguins. Albatrosses, swans, and penguins. Penguins are, are monogamous. Very huh? monogamous. Okay. What uh, else are you going to do? I have more of a list. Um, seahorses and seahorse. Gray, wo- gray wolves. Yeah. Well, I said wolves. Yeah. Oh, you did? Sorry. Yes. Yeah, seahorse. He said Very some monogamous some wolves. seahorse. But so apparently seahorses, I had no idea. Seahorse are, are pretty amazing. Monogamy party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you've ever gone to the uh, the Adventure Aquarium and checked out the, uh, the seahorses, seahorses and the parties, and uh, they're being pretty faithful. They're pretty wild. What is the seahorse captain? Was seahorse seashell party? Who didn't invite me? Why didn't I get invited? No seahorse way. Seahorse seahell? What is this? Get real. I'm in love with seahorses. I'm in love with them. They're so beautiful and cute. I'm in love with the seahorses. And monogamous. They're f- unreal. I love them. <laughs> I didn't There's get invited to the party. There's something very touching about that, uh, you know, in in nature that yeah. they they yeah. stick with the one made. Wolves yeah. are wolves are fan. I I tried a number of times to get to wolf sanctuaries in the area, and they're they're either they're closed or they just don't want me in particular there. But uh, I would love to if anyone knows of a of a wolf sanctuary that. Is open yeah. and maybe if they have trains too, that's awesome. There were two of the, on trains. Not a sanctuary, but there were two at the Elmwood Park Zoo. I believe that one passed away, but they were very pretty and they're um, gorgeous. I actually learned from the little plaque at the Elmwood Park Zoo that they're not as vicious as you think they are. No, they're not. No. Wolves. Yeah. Our, our regular canine. Our dogs are just you know right. genetic uh, cousins. Cousins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so does that mean that... They're like all the clocks. I love them. I love seahorses, and I love looking at them, and I love seashells. I love seashell things. I love things with seashells and seahorses on them, like blankets. Does that mean they're always monogamous 100% of the time? Like they don't cheat if a slutty wolf comes into town? Mm. I... Listen, for an animal to... Uh... Uh, to ignore its instincts like that would be yeah. pretty huge, you know, because, I mean, that's when dogs go in heat. It attracts yes. uh, the, the, the males in the area, and they, like, they, they can't help Seahorses. Yeah, what if they, you know, they find a mate, and, uh, you know, it's early on in life. They're like, right. oh, my God, man, I was young. Dating. What the hell was I thinking? Right. right. This one over here, Bertha. This is my wife. Uh, yeah. They go to couples uh, counseling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's and, a wolf sitting there on a couch <laughs> with a pencil behind its ear. Glasses on. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it says they towels (laughs) and little bags. They still love them. Seahorses forever. 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 What were you saying, Kathy? Uh, Yeah, it says they reproduce only with each other. You know who else are are, uh, are monogamous? What? Dick dicks. Oh, really? Dick dicks? Yeah. Dick dicks are different, it says here. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because most antelope species travel in packs, but dick dicks are different. No, dick they, dicks are different. Yeah, they yeah. travel in sacks. Uh, the miniature <laughs> antelope uh, prefers to travel in monogamous pairs, and they only have one offspring at a time. One offspring at a time. Pet my dick dick. Uh, so they only have they, they have they're one and done too. What, what one kid? Yeah, one, one, and, one. and done. Yeah. Wow, there. That's that's wild. No, We're good on dick dicks. How do they even <laughs> exist if they only make one? They adopt. Oh, okay. Uh, that's you a good would, question. You guys. would need at least two to keep the Continue species. The species. Yeah. I've done fine with just one dick dick. <laughs> uh, so this is on lifescience.com. Uh, even the creatures that do pair and mate for life occasionally have flings on the side, and some, like the wolf, waste little time finding a new mate if their old one dies or they can no longer sexually perform. So you know I... that ain't no party like a dick dick party. Right. Staying faithful can be a struggle for most, anim- most animals. I think it's just one per birth case. Uh, like not, oh, not, okay. a, not a litter uh, guy. Okay, okay. they have a litter. All yeah. right, okay. so okay, so so and and they will fling on the side here, Kathy, from time to time. Yeah, but, this is this article is really interesting. It says um, males are hardwired to spread their genes, and females try to seek for the best dad for their young. And well, it's just it's part of that's yeah, part of it's amazing all living cre- the perpetuation of the species is paramount. Yeah. Okay, also, hang on, yeah, one more. Uh, oh. <laughs> Titi monkeys. Oh, <laughs> titis. It's a titi. So the dick dicks and the titis. Yeah, okay. Yeah, man. That's similar. Uh, hang on. Uh, Marianne has something for you here, Steve. Hi, Marianne. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. What? I just wanted to tell Steve that Minutestown, they have a wolf sanctionary and it, they have trains. Wait, where's the sanctionary? <laughs> it's just. Down. All oh. right, so I, I think it's close. The last time I checked, Marianne, I think probably the trains ran over the wolves. Yeah. <laughs> trains and wolves. Yeah, but I, I appreciate okay. it. I actually checked into that one, but thank you very much. All right, have All right. a good day. Bye-bye. Right. You too. See you Bye. later. All right. <laughs> uh, oh. We'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll break and oh, come back. Oh, we need to break and, and come back because we have our guest uh, coming up here. Um, all right, see if he's okay to do that. Um, two more quick calls because uh, Joe's got a wolf sanctuary for you. Hi, right. Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Joe, you wanted to tell Steve about a bird, uh, not a bird sanctuary, a wolf sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a wolf sanctuary in Jackson, New Jersey, right outside of Florence. Uh, it's called, like, Howling Farms, I think it is. I went there. Is it is it open right now, do you know? I'm not sure if it's open. Uh, that's, I went that's there been, last year on Super Bowl Sunday. So That's been my problem, is oh. that a lot of them are closed. Steve, yeah, that's, the, one in, the one in Lidditz um, is taking, you just have to make a reservation. I tried oh. to get in touch with them, those rat oh. bastards. Okay. I mean, and, and, but if you're listening, uh, please. Uh. Yeah. yeah, I went to the one in Lidditz, and it was great. It was I went there three or four Thanks years show. ago, and uh, we went in the wintertime, and it was it was really cool. And, the, yeah, this Howling Woods one is by, um, not too far from Great Adventure. Okay. So uh, maybe we can find out if you can make a reservation and go to them. All right. Or just um, send me a few. Like maybe I can take a few. Like with the with the yeah. baby chicks. <laughs> you can raise them. Take six or seven wolves home. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap the junk drawer, we had mentioned the uh, the passing of one of our uh, Granny Grand Prix contestants, uh, Barbara Davis, and uh, her grandson Justin is on the line, so Aww. he wanted to jump on. Hey, Justin. Good morning. Hey guys. Good morning. How are hey, you? Hey, good man. Sorry to hear about your grandmother, bud. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Mm. She was she was such a blessing to have. We um. She always had her 93.3 sticker on her walker. Everybody. And we still have that. And she absolutely loved to tell people she was in a go-kart race. And that picture that was attached was my favorite, is my favorite picture of her. Oh, that's, that's and she's smiling. I forget. How did she do in the race? 
She didn't win, but, yeah. you know, she didn't care about that. She just enjoyed the experience. Oh, man, we're looking at a picture here of her smiling. And, yeah. and that's, I mean, oh. it, it's, we feel honored to be a part of a memory yeah. that meant so much to her. Yes, yeah, she, she, that's, that's the one thing she talked about. And we, we didn't tell her doctors about it until after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah absolutely. No, 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 that's cool. cool. Uh, well, sorry to hear about that, Justin, and uh, we hope your your family, uh, you know, can uh, just keep all the good thoughts in mind. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. It means a lot. All right. Absolutely. All right. Have take care, Justin. Bye-bye. We'll see you. All right. Uh, we need to take a break. Uh, we're going to come back in a moment because, yeah, our guest just called in Tony Roberts. We need to break and come back on the other side and get him on with us. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club this weekend, and we will be right back. Stay with us. up your look with a fall merch update at MMR's Rock Shop. Head to WMMR.com and grab the latest hoodie or winter hat. For all you Halloween heads, hit up aisle one for a flurry of ghostly face masks. They'll get you right in the spirit. And work nicely if you're one of those, this is my costume kind of people. Plus, gift cards, t-shirts, hats, and coffee mugs for a unique gift for that person who has everything. The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. And more. Uh, Case, I believe, has a shard out Ooh. to issue upon the airwaves. Yes, yeah, so last night, uh, it was my turn to do the um, the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Home Gate delivery. And so I did that, and I went to this, um, this place called Delco. And I was in Ridley Park, and I want to give a, a shout-out to this guy named Bob Najmola, who uh, he was the winner of everything. Bob was so cool. He was such a nice guy. He actually is a byproduct of the one-week challenge, guys. Is that right? Yeah. So he's been listening for a little over 12 years now. And he uh, so he gave me a little brief history on his listenership. And about 12 years ago, he was working for Haberset, right? They're the ones who make the... Uh, um, uh, Scrapple. Yes. And so Buddy has kept talking about how much he loved the Preston and Steve show. And, and he wasn't a listener. He goes, give him a week. And and he hasn't turned back ever since. So Bob now works for hers, and uh, hers is a fine sponsor of our show as well. Bob's an awesome dude. Has been listening for a while. His whole family listens, and he is the pride of St. James High School, pride of Ridley Park, and uh, and his brother. Mike, one time when I played baseball, hit me with a pitch in the middle of my back, and they called it a strike. So we have big time history, me and Bob. Uh, <laughs> which, by the way, real quick, if, if if you're you know newer to the show, it was several years ago. It was near the beginning of the show that we used to issue what we called the five day challenge, and it was to um, encourage your friends if they got tired of hearing you trying to turn them onto our radio show, and right? They, and they just weren't having it. We'd say, okay, well, we have the podcast. And we're like, well, give give them the five day challenge. Uh, or uh, you know, just to tune in, yeah, Monday through Friday, That's starting all. on a Monday, and and if they don't like it, you you make the promise to never ever bother them again about the show, and it actually won a lot of people over. It, and, it, it and did. People actually followed through on going to their friends saying, "Look, I promise I will shut up about the President Steve show if you do this. If you listen to Monday through Friday and you still don't like it, I'll give up." And it. It kind of worked. It got people on board. I think maybe a few mortal enemies, but for the most part, people were converts and have enjoyed it. And it still exists. If you have people who are sick of hearing you talk about the show or whatever, you can do the podcast. It's an easy way to do it. As you said, Preston, or grab a few moments out of the the morning and just give a listen. Uh, Now, let's go back to the getting hit in the back with a baseball and being called a strike. Yeah. How is that even possible? I don't know. Now, listen, I was 12 or 13 years old at the time. I uh, was playing against, I was playing four falls from against Ridley Park at Leadham. 
um, or actually right next to Lakeview. And so Mike Nasmola throws the pitch. I get plunked in the middle of the back, the, and they called it a strike. The only thing I can think of is I, I must have, like, turned towards the baseball first, right? Yeah. So you kind of swung? Kind, so my, my bat must have passed, obviously, the full threshold of, of the plate. But then, I mean, I essentially had to turn 270 degrees to get hit in the back with a baseball. And that, I, I was trying to work it out. Yeah, how does that how, even how work? It's possible. You would have had to have spun all the way around mm-hmm. and gotten your back hit, or you didn't swing at all, and he hit, and, and the ump just made the worst call in history. And listen, yeah, and that's well, But you don't possible. remember. You don't. You just remember getting hit in the back. I remember getting hit in the Do back. Do you remember swinging the bat? No. So here, here's what I remember about it. I get hit in the back. I'm getting ready to take my base. He calls a strike. And I was like, okay, I don't understand. Then my coach came out, and my coach essentially made me cry, right? Mr. Voigt comes out, hey, Casey, you okay? You okay? You okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And he asked me if I was okay so many times that eventually I just started crying. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm totally fine. But, like, again, I don't know how you get hit with a pitch in the middle of your back. To me, unless you had the most incredible follow-through swing of all time that you twisted around that much. Maybe. I've seen that happen in ball games a few times where the guy swings, still gets hit. It's called a strike. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's that's the rule. Um, but in the middle of your back. Exactly. Yeah, that, that seems unlikely. What did the video replay say? The video replay said <laughs> uh, in, uh, inconclusive. Okay. All right. yeah. Yeah. How old were you at the time? Incontinent. Uh, I, it had to have been... Uh, um, 21. No, no. I think it was in between. It was my seventh or eighth grade year in school. Wow. So you were already, you know, 12, 13 years old. All right. So it was. And your coach talked to you in a crying. Mm. I'm telling. Uh, are you, what are you saying? Saying you're a pussy. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, I mean at that I mean, point. It's as simple as that. So I mean, we, let, let's put it in perspective. I was you, thinking eight You're or shaving nine. at this point. Yeah. No, this is travel <laughs> baseball. You, you kids, drove yourself to the game. Yeah. And no, your coach listen, made you cry. No, kids I've, were. I've, I've seen kids in their in their late teens cry because they lose a game or something like that. So I'm just. I'm telling you, I didn't want to cry. a monster scared them. My coach made me cry, essentially. But, I, you know, I'm having, um, like, I. Fuzzy memories on when that season was because okay. I actually posted a picture not that long ago of uh, this place in Clifton where I had hit a home run that was the same exact season. Uh huh. And I, cu- I can't remember. Oh, you know, she woke up in Tijuana. No, what <laughs> the important thing is, is all right, if I was 11 years old and I hit that home run, and that right. is a shot. All right. If I was 13 years old, yeah, it's a pretty good hit. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, sorry. Anyhow, well, that's weird. It I, is. I, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Uh, our guest is on the line. Oh, okay. Just killing time till we had our guest. Yeah. And he's ready to go. Uh, he's got shows tonight and tomorrow. They're sold out. You can't get tickets. I'm glad uh, to hear this. At Healing Comedy Com- I'm Com- really glad to hear I this. I am too. But there are tickets that are available for Sunday show. There's a 7 p.m. and 9.15 show. Uh, and you can get them through HeliumComedy.com. Please welcome Mr. Tony Roberts. Yay! Good morning, Tony. <laughs> hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, how you doing, man? Man, good, man. Tired. Just got off the plane late last night. Um, got up to go to the gym and change my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're, we're really... How you doing, man? We're, we're good. We're, we're happy to hear, A, that Helium is, is uh, uh, open and that uh, obviously there are modifications that they're making to accommodate audience. I think they're selling yeah. the, the, the table, uh, so to speak, uh, four people per table and with, with spacing. But that's got to feel good, especially for you as a, as a working touring comedian, 
to start to see this process taking place? Yeah, when they called me for this gig, I didn't even—I just hung up the phone and got on the plane. I didn't even wait for the answer. I don't know what the money is or nothing. I just need to get away from my kids, man. I've been locked in the house so long. How old are your kids, Tony? 15, 13, and 10. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I realized I don't live there. That's their house. I just pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, man. And what's their... What what are they doing to occupy themselves? I mean, is it is it just are they on their screens all the time, or do they actually try to get outside you know and what? do something? Yeah, they try to get outside sometimes, but not, not my thirteen year old daughter. She she likes to go to her friend's house. They meet at the park. My my fifteen year old play basketball. My thirteen year old is a gymnast, so she's she's still training, like social distance training, right. getting ready for co- compete in twenty twenty one again. And um, my son's a nerd. He's a geek. He don't do nothing. <laughs> I don't know what to do with him. <laughs> so you you have a gymnast and a nerd. Oh, his words got eleven letters in them. Every time he talk, and I got a GED, so me and him don't communicate a lot. Every time he talk, I gotta Google it. <laughs> so so let me ask you. And Preston has the same situation. One of his sons is a big gamer and and gets involved with these things, and and he tries to get into it. And after a while, you're like, I, I you know, no. your eyes just roll white. This guy's a genius, man. At 10 years old, he just reads. He does a lot of research. He gives you information and facts on everything around the world. But I asked him, what do you want to be when he grew up? He said he want to work at Subway. <laughs> I said, are you joking me? <laughs> and did he, ha- did he have a smart answer for you since he's so intelligent? Yeah. He said he did his research. If you move up in Subway, you can, it's, it, it looked up uh, what type of insurance they can get and what the benefits is. And one day you could just own your own Subway. I don't want to say, yeah, all right, cool, cool. But what's your... <laughs> a 10? You know what I'm saying? What are you going to say? I mean, he's going to he change his mind. He, got, he just likes Subway. He said, every time he go and get Subway, he always asks the people who work there a bunch of questions that about is, working there. That's uh, wild. He's only 10. That's wild. What if, what if he completely, Tony, what if he completely follows through and ends up owning a Subway franchise? Shit. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I, that's why I can't knock it. I got a nephew that started out of college at the two semesters, told his mom he's going to be a wrestler. Now he's one step from the NXT. Really? Wow. wow. So now, it's the real now deal. He's 33 years, now he's 32 years old, and he's been wrestling for 11 years. And he's been doing it around the country, you know, semi, semi-professionally. But yeah. he, he, And we thought he was crazy. Wow. So he said, Uncle Tony, I'm going to drop out. I'm going to be a wrestler. I said, I want you to pee in this cup. Because you're losing it. <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you, because did you always know? Because I always knew throughout my life that I wanted to do something in uh, with entertainment and, and comedy. And uh, were you the same? Did you know from when you were a little kid, or did your life take a couple of different detours? Well, not, 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 I didn't know because if I was funny or not. I didn't even think I was funny at all. I didn't. I knew I was gonna be. I knew I was gonna be a comedian because that's the only thing I, I can do. But I tried. I had 14 jobs. And I can't do nothing. <laughs> what was the worst job? I found out one. I can't stay. I can't do nothing for eight hours straight. I can't do it. I already knew that. Yeah. Every time I get a job, I get one check. I go to the mall and I don't go back. <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's you're good for like one day and then you ghost the business. Fourteen jobs. Fourteen I did jobs. Everything. What yeah. was the absolute mailman? I was a mailman at one time. All right, mailman walking around from place to place, or did you? Walking were you in a car? In, okay. In, back in Detroit, I was a mailman delivering mail door to door. You know, the regular mailman. 
I did it for two months. I said, I can't do this. This is too long. I got stuff to do. I want to do other stuff. I didn't. I can't do nothing, man. Well, I knew I was going to be a comedian. I was destined because I'm too lazy. Well, let me ask you. When you're a mailman and you decide you want to quit, did you end up not delivering some mail? Yeah. No, my last job was an LPN. I was a nurse. Oh, really? I got three sisters as nurses, RNs. And so they, I was a nursing assistant. I was changing old people's diapers, getting them dressed, doing their hair. Oh. Oh. So I told my sister, I need to be, I need to do step up. I don't want to do this. So they gave me the back door exam. You know, they gave me the hookup. You know, they pretty much took the test for me. I went out there, bam, I'm giving out vital signs. Look at me. I'm out there. I'm giving out, look, I'm, I'm sharing the pills with the patients. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And look, wait, that's the eagle, Mr. Gus. He's going to pill for you. The pill for me. I didn't know what the, you never know what the, what the, uh, like, what the pill will do to you till later on. Me and this one girl, this one guy, we used to try. Man, we was stupid as hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I knew I was going to be a comedian. I had to be something. So I picked right. comedy. And turned out I was good at it. You went to an open yeah. mic night? And that's that's yeah, when it yeah. took off? Yeah. A friend of mine bet me $50. I want to get on stage and do a three-minute. It had three minutes of fame, and I did it. And after that, a guy gave me... Two hundred fifty dollars to do five minutes at a hair show. Five minutes, two hundred fifty dollars in five minutes, and I quit my job the next day. And I'm, they said, "Hey, you gotta get your two week notice." I said, "You gotta notice I'm not here for two weeks <laughs> because I'm not coming back. Uh, I'm gonna be a comedian." And I went poor. I almost, I mean, poor. Yeah. Poor, poor. Yeah. Well, that's poor. that's and that's the story. Like a Patrice O'Neill, same sort of thing. Yeah. The great Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. Open mic night. The guy on stage said, "You think you can do this?" Better than I'm doing it. He went up and actually he could, and that's how he was born. That's that's that no, that's his old friend of mine. I yeah. know they tell me we have the same story. Wow, wow. Hey, listen, I was reading a little bit about you, uh, Tony, and and I I think I read that you uh, normally you take a yearly trip to Hawaii, but you couldn't do it this year because of COVID. Is that true? Oh yeah, yeah. My wife's Filipino, so my family they're islanders, man. They my kids swim. They I think they're amphibians. They <laughs> don't sit. They won't get out the pool. We did. I had to put a solar system on, in my pool so in the winter they can still swim. They're swimming now. It's crazy, man. But yeah, we go to Hawaii. We go to Kona because I got two timeshares. One in in uh, Cabo, one in Mexico. In, Look uh, at Hawaii. you, man! Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So my wife, we take the whole family. We take fourteen people. I get fourteen <laughs> round trip tickets. Um, what? Yes, dude. I just I went you. there. I went there last year. Took five of us, so I know what it costs to fly out there. That's insane. Fourteen people. Fourteen. Yes. And I was like, we all gonna share a pack of ramen noodles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's gorgeous, but the cost of living, you know it well, Tony, is is uh, is it, it crazy out there? <laughs> it's crazy. It's expensive. You know, a gallon of milk costs twelve dollars now. What? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I, think, I think the whole island only got two cows on the whole island. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it though. Yeah. So so did you did you try to? Like the rest of us, find something to do. I mean, now your your vacation schedule is probably way different um, than uh, than most people that that work a nine to five, work a regular daily job, you know. So, but, yeah. but you still got your family, which need to break during school and stuff like that. So, did you guys try to do anything within the restrictions? Oh no, no, we we went to Lake Shasta. It's a big lake, like oh. three hundred miles of lake. Yeah, huge, and that's and they, Mount Shasta is where everybody go and ski and everything. But they lake is ridiculous. So we just came back two months ago from a. Um, we rented a boathouse for four days, 
And we lived on the boathouse. It's a big, giant house, like an RV on the water. Yeah. And we just go and just spend the – and they, they, we drive it ourselves and everything. They give us a little, you know, 10-minute class. Man, we talking about having a ball, dude. Oh, my God. The kids, we stop the boat. Kids jump out in the lake. They swim. We kick it. We barbecue. They got a grill. Dude, how is – It sleeps nine. It sleeps nine. It's like bananas. Houseboats oh are awesome. God. Houseboats are especially like like Lake Havasu. If yeah. you've ever been there, has a there's just you see them all over the place. And they're, yeah. um, I mean, you're not looking, you know, it's not a speedboat, but it's 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 your house out on the water. Usually and, has like a water slide on yeah, it. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Diving board. Yeah. 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 It's like if your house is in a wheelchair. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> it. Your house in a wheelchair. I'm going no faster like 12 miles an hour. I'm like, man, it'll take us forever to get to the next spot. But that's pretty cool because you wouldn't have to worry about being, you know, too close to people who might be sick. And uh, that's great, man. Exactly. That's a good idea. Exactly. And then and in California, we got fires we just got three more fires now the smoke we are an hour from the fires where i live in sacramento so the smoke is bringing them the, the, the wind is bringing the smoke through us and it's bad it's bad outside right now yeah but we thank you for the beautiful yeah. sunsets we're getting out here that's we do <laughs> yeah. appreciate that it's <laughs> <laughs> like a beautiful ashtray out here today man what is all this rain coming from i know i know well <laughs> Tony, I want to ask about because uh, i can't remember the exact story where you were but y- you you put on NBA warm-up uh, sweatpants, and you snuck onto a, the court during a the pregame. New York, the New York Pelicans. Uh, the Orleans Pelicans. When was that, and, and can you explain exactly? That was two years ago. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm a good friend with DeMarcus Cousins, so every year, wherever team he is, wherever team he's at, we do a big concert. A big concert. We have a seven other comics, and we do we raise money for kids and send them to a camp. Nice. Now, he sent me, before he was at New Orleans, Pelicans, and he, the week before I went down there, he sent me a big box of NBA apparel and all my size and, and the jersey, the real jerseys, shoes and everything. So he sent me the warm-up they, they, when they warm up for the halftime. So at the, the night before the game, all the comics sat on floor seat that we kicking it with them. And then they came out, to, and I'm the only one who had the, the, the outfit on. So they came out, I said, I told the comedian, Red Grant, I said, hey, film me. I'm going to see how far I get. Am I like one of them? <laughs> so while he get while he getting his phone together, his phone was on one percent. I'm like, you joking me? And so it died. So I high needed to the score table. Did nobody did nobody say nothing? And I had my hood on. And I was you know, come on, come on, fellas, we got to keep that pick it up now. Just come on, second half as I have. Let's do it, people. And y'all, listen, I just started doing this. If you if you see the video, we're watching it right now. You you you're stretching. You're doing the whole deal, and someone. Jumping jack and that half stretch, I did. <laughs> Who passed you the ball? Somebody actually it. passed you the ball and you shot it. Uh, Rondo and Anthony Davis gave me the ball. <laughs> and then it's. Wait, wait a minute. You see that stretch in that jumping jack? Yeah. I, they thought it, they thought I was a team mechanic or was a make a wish foundation. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, man. But then uh, a, cop, a, a cop comes over and <laughs> grabs you by the wrist and sits. And so tell, I wonder everybody that's listening now, go to Google and look up the Pelican fan. <laughs> and let me tell you, that year, later that year, about three months later, that was two years ago in January. So um, a couple of months after that, they had the 20th anniversary of ESPN magazine. And they gave me a whole page that's in the middle of the whole magazine. No, oh, doing that's that. cool. Yeah. That's great. It was dope, right? Yeah. How did you not get kicked out of that arena? 
I, that's the part I don't get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just sat you so back when down. Said, so when he when he said, "Hey, you got you know, hey, you better get off this court," I said, "Man, I play," and he <laughs> lost it. <laughs> Tony, it, but he mumbling, he mumbling, he cussing me out every time. <laughs> you know what? You should do, you should do a series of videos called "Let Me See How Far I Can Get." Yeah, <laughs> let me. So I, let's, and just go to different uh, sports. Anything, uh, whatever. Just put on, put on an outfit, dude, a uniform, or something. So, see how far you can get. So for the next three days, the jump, the horn, ESPN, golf digest. Everybody was trying to call and trying to find who I was. Mm. And so Shaquille O'Neal went on the desk. Shaq went on there and said, "Hey, that's comedian Tony Roberts. He did that on the one of his commentaries." And then they came right back and just started screaming, saying my name all over the place. That's it wild, place. man. It was stupid. I, I'd love you to see you pull off. Million dudes. Forty million. Forty million. Dudes. Pull off the same thing at the Kentucky Derby. Try that. I just jump on and start running right next to the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta uh, fail for sure. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Well, listen. <laughs> I'm too big to be a jockey, man. Yeah, yeah. With the jockey outfit, that'll be dope. I go, yo, where's my horse? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, well, listen, Tony, we're glad you're in town, man. And, uh, you know, you've already got shows that are sold out, so I'm sure Sunday shows are going to go quick, yeah, 7 p.m. and 9.15. Sunday, the late show got a few seats. I think Sunday early show might be sold out. They was telling me okay. we had to add that second show, yeah. And All so, right. yeah. Uh, Philadelphia, I'm letting you know. I've been in the house a long time. I'm ready to go. All right. I, I, I'm about to. I'm about to. It's going to be on fire. No, it is, and hey. people are going to love this. Yeah, we can use the entertainment, the live <laughs> entertainment, which is great. So heliumcomedy.com right, to brother. get ticks. All right, good to talk to you, Tony. All right, brother. Later. Take care, man. All right, Tony Roberts, guys. At Helium, and uh, yeah, so get those tickets before they're gone, and you can go to heliumcomedy.com to do that. It's the the footage of him, the picture of the video of him. Mm-hmm. Stretching out, he just look. He does not look athletic. He looks like a dumpling. He looks. He looks. He looks like a dumpling compared to those guys. It's pretty damn. But he's doing leg raises. He can't get his leg up all the way. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Um, Hey, we got a minute or two. Yeah. 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 Um, I I saw this. uh, This study. Uh, it was a uh, not a study, but a, a survey that was done about uh, the pandemic inspiring people to go camping. Yeah, yeah. Kathy's been doing it every weekend. Well, and it, it's one of the reasons I, I bring it up. It says uh, 55% of the new campers are millennials. 53% of new campers are currently working from home. 80% of campers said that they took trips closer to home this year as a result of the pandemic and so on. But I saw a different article. It was in the New York Times. It was too lengthy for me to, um, uh, to pull it out and, and go through it. But it was essentially Kathy. It was... All these people who had never been camping before because of the pandemic are trying it out. Right. Yeah. And they've all realized that camping is gross. No, I mean. That was the exact words yeah. that the article used were that camping is gross. I don't like it. And I it like hiking. It chronicled a couple of people who just, who could not wait for it to be over. Be over. Yeah. yeah. Steve, <laughs> I think of like, I could go, like where these camps yeah. are, and like where, you know, some of the beautiful places that you can go to. Like, I would love to go for the day. I had this conversation sure. with Nick when, when sure. we went out west, Nick. Um, and like just traveling to get there. Like, I'd be okay in like treacherous conditions and yeah. getting up to this beautiful waterfall and whatever, swimming in the water, whatever we got to do. But like, 
the, re- the the release of all of that is going home, showering, and getting in bed. Like, yeah. there's no way I could handle then sleeping on some air mattress in a tent with mosquitoes eating my You legs. have to be back in time for the chocolate-covered strawberries <laughs> to make it up to the room. <laughs> and the champagne. Yeah. Can you bring champagne to a campsite? Yeah. There you can. Uh, sure. Yeah. You, yeah. Just have to, you just have to wrestle it away from the bear. Yeah. Some of the PA state parks, sadly, uh, say that alcohol is not allowed, but... Uh, as long as you're quiet really about check. it. Yeah. We, I, I went camping with my wife years and years ago before we had kids. And, you know, she and I were having, you know, a bottle of wine. And the people next to us were drinking and having, a like, a great time. And the ranger came over and shut that down. And then, but but we were quiet, so we were fine. Oh, we yeah. got we got shut down one night. Did you really? It was French Creek. You were too loud for the forest? French Creek State Park. We were camping. A Cub Scout camp out night. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We put the kids this. to bed, and the rest of us uh, chaperones, you know, the ones who are supposed to make sure right. everything's going all right. Uh, <laughs> you were drinking. We were getting hammered. Mm-hmm. I brought I brought margaritas that I pre-mixed. <laughs> we had beer, the whole thing. Coke. And uh, God bless uh, uh, my friend Dennis. He, he passed away earlier this year, but he was he was one of the, the leaders that was with us, and Dennis was very loud. He, he would, when he when he would drink, he get right. everything he'd say was like this, you know. Oh boy! And so <laughs> we see a flashlight come walking over to the campsite. They made us pour our booze out. Oh, like you're teenagers? Yes, like wow. we were teenagers. Wow! But what they didn't know, now they made us pour our you had beer out. I had a cooler, <laughs> like a, a, a beverage cooler. That had the margaritas in it. Uh-huh. So they we just had Dennis margaritas. be quiet the rest of the and day. And you had tabs of acid, too. Well, that, yeah, yeah. But you're okay. You're allowed to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, That's oh, funny. my God. I see, I, that, the camping trip that I did in the Grand Canyon, it was as rustic as I've ever done. And it was the best. And I wonder, Kathy, if... You were in it just for like a few days. No. Yeah, that's what I was talking about with Nick going there. I want to see those places. Some of those pictures that you posted were like I would love to go there, but mm-hmm. I there's no way. But like, if, like it, you were it would in ruin it, my entire vacation to have to sleep outside. But for there. like eight days, right? Like maybe eight after days, Jesus. You get used to it. Yeah, you get <laughs> used to it. Used to it. Yeah. No, no. no, I don't think so. I you think it would compound think and get worse. With How do you watch TV? There's no like I take two or three showers a day. I you lo- want me to not shower for eight days? No, you can, nice you I'm right with river. you. I I'm absolutely. I'll go out in the hardest trails. I'll climb. I'll take me to the place. You can drop me by helicopter and then pick me up. But come <laughs> come evenings end. I want to get my tea and cookies from room service, and I want to yeah. I, I want a bed and a shower and a toilet. That all. I, I I'm sorry. I I don't. I and I'll even being outside is is fine around a fire in the backyard. I don't like that. To me, that's not the cell. I don't sitting even, out in the woods, going and exploring yes, the cell. And I don't even mind like you don't even like being dirty or or getting wet and right. going into the water and having to walk back like that. Like even that doesn't bother me. It's fine because I'm going to a shower with warm water. Well, right, right. So the water's not warm. I'm, but you you can in bathe. Hell, it is. Well, no, no, no. no, no I'm saying, in, oh. in the Grand Canyon, the water's freezing. In the spa, but you you essentially spa. yeah. You shower, you bathe in, in the river. No, no, you no. You use no. like this, you know, uh, naturey soap. What if Jace loved it? Mm. I told him, Uncle Nick is so happy <laughs> and excited to take you camping. I'd love to take him. One of the most rewarding things I've ever done was this place called Lake, ha- or not Lake, um, uh, Havasupai. 
And it's near the Grand Canyon, and it's a 13-mile hike in and a 13-mile hike out, and you have to carry all your gear. I'd do that. Gear. You would never do it. Don't, don't <laughs> I'd do it. You would not do it in a heartbeat. I, I, a hike that long, I could do it in a heartbeat. No, but you not could stay. not. No, not you, stay there. You couldn't do it. And, and I absolutely you, could do it. No, you can't. You, uh, and you wouldn't. So don't, uh, don't A hike of 13 run. miles? It's I could absolutely do that. Six miles. 16, uh, 60 pounds of gear on your back. And down and out. And uh, I know you could do it. You would never do it. My no, I would never do it, but I could do it. <laughs> you could do yeah. it, yes. It, it, it was the one of the hardest things that I've ever done. And um, honestly, like to say that you could do it, uh, I'm sure if you trained for it, you could. But it, for me, it was actually harder than doing something like Kilimanjaro because um, the the – the time outside and, and the amount of work that went into it and having to carry all the gear was really, really difficult. Uh, and then the end, you're hiking up and out, right? Wait, so and where, sorry, where was this? It's called Havasu Pie, and wow. it's it's in, near the Grand Canyon. Uh, but when you are hiking for 13 miles down and out, you have a lot of time to think about a lot of different things, including your coworkers. And right. one of the thoughts that occurred to me was... If Kathy were airdropped <laughs> into this place, she would love it. But there's no way you would ever do the in and out right, to right, actually right. do it. There are so many places you can access where you could do, as you're saying, the scenario where you go in, you, maybe even before dawn, and you hike in, and you hike out, and you're back in time to watch In Demand. <laughs> right, exactly. I, uh, <laughs> I, I think um, what you... You might actually dig, Kathy, is what I did with Carter several years ago was a, a ranch. Yes, I know. I, I looked up a few of those after you went. Yeah, and so you, you stay in a cabin. It's rustic but nice. Yeah. Glamping. Uh, it wasn't quite glamping level, but... Glamping. But, but you can you can get into nature, but you have a home base to go back yeah. to that has a shower, right, right, right. and you okay. can sleep. Now, no TV or anything like that, That's okay. but still. That's what? okay. That's fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'd even be okay without the TV, what? Steve. No, uh, as long as you have an iPad to be recorded. But so. it's it's <laughs> it's not quite camping. The walls are solid; they're not thin, see through. You can hear everything. Yeah. So I know that that would be uh, another downside to camping is the fact that you really have don't have much privacy unless you are not in a campground and you're out backcountry camping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you bring up a great th- point, though, Steve. You could do this and have all this stuff pre-recorded <laughs> on an iPad, and then that's where you could watch at night. You know? I, ju- I just know my like for me the glamping. The, for me, a part of the vacation is a little bit of feeling, um, and if we're talking about a vacation as opposed to, you know, a real, like hiking trails, I love doing that. I was so Kathy yeah. laid out a scenario that is completely, makes sense to me. I don't mind filthy and crossing rivers and doing all that stuff, but at the end, there comes a point in the day when I need to purge that dirt <laughs> yes. off my body. Yeah. And that has to come. And I don't care. It's like the best part of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The... And a bathroom where I can close the door. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. There was no bathroom. There was just a, basically a box to poop on. Yeah. What do they or call that in. thing? Uh, a groover. Isn't that a Dionne Warwick song? <laughs> One box to poop on? I don't know. Um, but it was so relaxing. And that's the point. Is Pooping like, on a box? Well, the entire experience was oh. just so relaxing that all that... All those hang-ups that you might yeah. have, like, you might forget about it for a second. Well, also, the outside world disappears. You know, you are completely disconnected from everything else. And in this day and age, to be able to do that without having any any resource to connect back to civilization yeah. is great. And to be able to get away from all of it really is healthy for your brain and your yeah. mindset. And, and it's just so, you know, you don't even have the option. If you wanted to connect, you can. And that's, in my mind, really, really healthy. I'm overdue for that. It's been a long time. Where do you think you want to go? Uh, well, Caroline and I were going to go to Zion. Oh, that's that's right. right. And uh, we had to cancel, had to cancel that because of COVID. So I'm hoping to do that, you know, next year. We'll see about that. But I was I was ready to get well, Claire out went to, in it. Claire went to Yellowstone mm-hmm. and, and had a great experience. Well, my wife and, and went with um, a co-worker from here. 
and uh, her sister, and they and the park was in full vigor. They yeah, had we, a we, great we're time. Not, we're not ready to fly. We're not ready. Okay, yeah, yeah. Caroline's immunocompromised, and I, I don't want to put her. In no, you should, nor, yeah. nor should you. Yeah. Where yeah. did they? Did they? I, I assume they just stayed in a hotel. No, a ho- they they actually they they carved a, a ditch with a spoon. Oh no, yeah, great. no, they had a uh, an Airbnb. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. Uh, Nick, I was asked to do that, um, uh, basically a rim-to-rim hike in the Grand Canyon. A, a this, good rim job. Yeah. It was a great rim job. You start in the north rim <laughs> and in the south rim. you got to circle around a yeah, little bit. Yeah, circle, yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, if you want maximum pleasure yeah, out of your yeah, experience. Yeah. <laughs> yes. you got to hit every point in that rim or else you're not going to have right, a full experience. a spot where you kind of like spin for a little while. But I didn't want, I just, um, when I was asked to do it, I actually got scared. I was like, I, well, I you're, and I said, no, I'm not, there's no way I could do that. I like, think being scared is great. It's, yeah. a, it's a cool little challenge for you. And if you're not scared, then it's probably not challenging enough. Yeah, you know, if you, if you, if you are uh, put up to do something that might be more difficult than you can expect, um, that, that'll probably, you know. Be more rewarding in the long run. When Caroline and I were going to go to uh, Zion, I she she had no interest in in camping, so I pulled up a glamping website and I showed her the pictures. I'm like, "How about that?" She's like, "I could do that." <laughs> so let me go to uh, Josh, who did a glamping uh, ex- uh, excursion. Josh, you're on the air. Good morning. Oh yeah, you got to do the glamping, uh, uh, Kathy. It's like Mr. How. On on Gilligan's Island. Yes, where they they yes. had the best yeah. hut, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah. Where'd you go, Josh? Uh, this is up in the Poconos. So there's a lot of uh, rentals out there, small cabins, but they'll use their property as clamp sites, right? And this clamp site will have running water. It will also have electricity. It's it's fashioned to be romantic. So you have like a you know a nice big wide netted canopy. And under that, you have some sort of tent structure. This was a teepee. It looked like a, you know, traditional Indian teepee. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a fire pit with, um, you know, fire starting tools. So if you didn't have to make a fire, literally Mr. Howe on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Did you have a bed? A bed? Well, it wasn't a bed, but it was a cot. Okay. I'm like not going to that. <laughs> Some of the glamping uh, sites like will have, like, you know, yeah. queen-size beds. Right. Yeah. And the one that we were going to go to was a, a wooden structure with a, with a uh, canvas top. And it actually had, we, I, we ordered the skylight, uh, I think it was called the skylight oh, thing. And you could see. And you could lay oh. in bed and look at the night sky because you had a tarp I'm that you could pull that. back and look up. So That's what I want. And they had, a, it, if you wanted, there was a heater, there was a shower. It was, oh, that, you know, see, that's, the full. Now that's it's camping. You should try. It's, 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 it's Mr. Howe on Gilligan's Island. You no, right. honestly, to me, that's, really well. Thanks, all, I've seen places that have multitudes of amenities. So that you're, you have quick access, you, have, you get to see the vistas in front of you. And it's it's meant to do that. To me, I since I've always subscribed to the notion that if you go on vacation, go to the best hotel you that you can afford. Because even if the place ends up stinking, the accommodations will make it at least sort of fun, and you'll enjoy it and have a good time. I've done a few vacations like that, Steve. Um, where uh, you know, because I like doing little things uh, a little more rustic than you. Um, but I'll treat myself at the end. Yeah. You know, so if you're going to go camping or, or or spend some time outside or whatever, which is is inherently cheaper, and you're going to save money there. Uh, splurge at the end of it. And Preston, when I did Zion it makes a few sense. years ago, I, I, we did a whole bunch of roughing it portions of it. And in fact, that was the same trip we did the Havasupai hike. Uh, and at the end, we stayed in Zion, and we stayed in one of the nicest hotels I've ever stayed in. Kathy, this is the this is the one we were going to stay in. It looked, yeah. And see, here's the bed, and here's the open part above uh, the bed that you could look up and see the stars. Yeah, and, uh, and where is this now? Uh, Zion yeah. uh, in uh, Utah. It's still a tent. Yeah. It's, you know? Yeah, but it's got a wooden floor, and it's got, you know... 
Oh. Sauna. Gorgeous bed and... A nice and, bathroom. Yeah, bathroom and all that. Yeah, that looks good. A tanning good. bed. I would do I, they're that. They're not cheap, though. They're not cheap. They're expensive. I can't, yeah, I can imagine Well, you'd imagine. That. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you, you can afford it. It's not ridiculous. Okay. But, but, but that might be an option. If you're going on vacation. Baby steps. Yeah. yeah. Let, me, yeah. Let, me, let me at least get out into the wilderness in a hardwood floor tent. All right. All right. It's not worth arguing. But there's an article. <laughs> there was an article in the uh, uh, in the New York Times. It basically said city dwellers find out that camping is gross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but they're trying. They're giving it a shot. All right. I just wanted to bring that up. Thank you for the calls. They're on hold. Sorry, I didn't get a chance to get to you. We're going to take a break. Come back in a moment. Uh, we have another bizarre file on the way. We still have a thousand dollars to give away with our letter of the day, worth of the week prize. So don't miss your opportunity. And we'll get you the update if you haven't heard about Rocktober Madness. Yes. Understand with that. We'll be back in a moment. All got kind of hosed on that whole basketball bracket thing back in March. So we're bringing back the bracket with MMR's Rocktober Madness. Each weekday, listen as your favorite bands battle it out and you decide who wins. Starting with 64 bands split into four regions. The Air Pancake, Preston Steve, Jackson Sarah, and Jackie Brent. Matchups every weekday at 11.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. with Pierre and 3.30 and 5.30 with Jackson. And that's where you come in. Pull up the app or WMMR.com and vote for your favorite bands to move on or go home. It all comes down to one band. Crowned champion of Rocktober Madness. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and indoor air quality. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, I still got some bizarre file stories, so let's get them out there. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. And let's dive right in with this one. A Domino's Pizza delivery driver. Rubbed a tub of ice cream on his crotch before handing it over to a customer. And there's video of it. That sounds so good. This took place in England. The employee was caught on the customer's doorbell ring app rubbing the tub of Ben & Jerry's birthday cake flavored on his pants. As he waited on the doorstep. And I saw it and I thought maybe it just, you're just doing like a little scratch or something right, like right, that. Right, right, right. It looks like he's trying to ice down his nuts. Oh, jeez. He like holds it and shoves it in there for a while. Oh, man. So Jonathan Terry said that he'd already started eating the dessert on Sunday night when his girlfriend called to warn him to stop after the footage was sent to her cell phone. Domino said that they were extremely disappointed to see the unnamed, the wrong flavor. unnamed driver's <laughs> unacceptable behavior. Uh, Mr. Terry said, I was at home, the friend, my girlfriend was out, we decided to order some food. About a half an hour after it arrived, my girlfriend called and said, don't, don't, whatever you do, eat the ice cream. When I told her that we had already opened it, she said, well, it's probably fine as the ice cream is in a sealed tub, but put down the spoon and look at the doorbell footage. said, when I saw what the driver had done, I could not believe it. He may have had an itch on his crotch or something, but to scratch it with something I'd pay for is disgusting. Uh, it's unprofessional and unhygienic, he added. Mr. Terry said he was given a ring doorbell two weeks ago as his birthday present. A Domino's spokesperson said, We expect high standards of behavior at all times, and clearly this individual has breached the trust our customers rightly expect from Domino's. I don't, in fact, we're watching the footage. It doesn't look like the guy is, it almost looks like he, he was, it was a niche, and he used it to... I, like, it, it doesn't seem malicious in nature. It just it? seems stupid. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're conducting a formal investigation. It's pretty funny. 
A stepdad got, and here's another ice cream story. A stepdad got too drunk to drive, then made his 13-year-old stepdaughter drive him to the shop so he could buy some ice cream. Javier Martinez Aguilar allegedly ordered the youngster to get behind the wheel so he can indulge in the frozen treat from a store close to their home in Lubbock, Texas. The girl caught the attention of the local police after she failed to yield for one of their cruisers, which had a right-of-way, and almost crashed into them. Officers pulled the SUV over, and they were stunned to discover how old the driver was. Uh, police report said she was driving her stepfather to get ice cream because he was too drunk. Aguilar was, <laughs> I was trying to follow the law. Aguilar was so drunk he struggled to get his license out of his wallet. He was arrested and charged with criminal negligence. The girl's older sister, who had her driver's license, came to pick the youngster up and take her home. The father has since been freed from jail on bail. A woman sleeping on a beach in Oceanside, California, died after she was run over by a piece of construction equipment. Oh, my God. This happens every once in a great while. Yeah. Yeah. The driver of a caterpillar wheel loader was removing pipes from a dredging project at about project at about 10 a.m. on Monday morning when he felt the bump. The driver turned around, realized he had run over the woman. Uh, police taped off the area around the track tractor, which weighs 50,000 pounds. It's huge, by the way. Uh, while they investigated, a surfer had said that he saw the woman hours before the accident. He said the lady was leaning up against a wall, looked like she was holding herself up. I was concerned about her, and we asked if she was okay, and she seemed okay. Authorities think the woman may have been homeless. She's not been identified. She was fully clothed. She was not wearing beach attire, but she was laying out on the sand, and they ran over. When we used to camp out on the beach, we'd make sure we were not in an area where yeah. that could happen. Yeah, like over a, a right. dune or something exactly, like that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. A cyclist raising money for Yemen relief said he rode exactly 60 mu- 69 miles per day to travel from Poo Poo Point in Washington State to Pee Pee Creek in Ohio. What a trip. He went from Poo Poo to Pee Pee doing 69 miles a day. Ruben, Lo- Ruben Lopez of Chicago said his scatological journey began August 18th at Poo Poo Point in Washington State. And it took him 36 days to arrive at Ohio's Pee Pee Creek, a journey of over 2,500 miles. Now, was he camping or was he staying at hotels? Uh, you know, it, actually, he would. Lopez, who said he was traveling exactly 69 miles each day, said his trip is still not over. He is planning to complete his 5,000-mile journey uh, at Pee Pee Island in uh, Newfoundland oh. and Labrador. Uh, the cyclist said he had been planning to participate in several bike tours this year, but they were all canceled due to COVID-19. He said he decided to take on the meme ride, as he called it, as a way to raise money for the Yemen Relief and Reconstruction Foundation. So I I don't know if he stayed in hotels or what he did, but he went exactly 69 miles a day. A sex shop in Montana is sending free sex toys to women who pledge to vote in the upcoming election. Billy McWilliams, owner of the Erotique Shop in Bozeman, says that he will be sending out 2,200 bullet vibrators in either red, white, or blue to women across the country, regardless of their political affiliation. Uh, the toys will be sent out with stickers that read, yeah. I came and I voted. <laughs> <laughs> Those looking to take the pledge and receive their free vibrator uh, can do so at greatamericanorgasm.com. I like right. it. Take them up on it, man. Sure. All right, there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file. Let's break. Come back. Get ready for a lesson question. And while we're doing that, I would like to give this away. 
tickets to the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions. Awesome. Uh, so let's take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. You'll experience terror like number four. Located in Glen Mills, PA, Bates is also the MMR Big Friggin' Deal this week. You can get two tickets for the price of one. And that's just $40 for two tickets. Get it while supplies last. WMMR.com. Use the keyword deal. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. If you're ready for love and ready to get engaged, visit Steven Singer Jewelers. He makes buying an engagement ring easy. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. One uh, bit of information I would like to reiterate is we had a couple of higher-ups from the Acme camp get in touch with us. We had um, both Dana Ward, who's public affairs manager, and Tom Laughlin, who is the senior senior VP of merchandising and marketing, get in touch with us and let us know that we're starting for the Camp Out for Hunger, the head start with Acme Markets. It begins today. And that at every point of purchase, you will be able to donate. Yes, uh, which is great. And there's even there's even these life size cutouts of Preston yeah. and Steve, which we hate doing, but we will do it for the cause. That you'll be able to see at your local Acme, and a new thing where you can donate now for the Camp Out for Hunger. Um, in years past, we've done it leading up to the Camp Out for Hunger, and then day one when the when the Camp Out actually starts. They stop the in-store donations. They bring us a total of uh, of everything that's been collected, and we add that to the collection. They will continue to take donations while we are doing the Camp Out for Hunger. So if restrictions are going to keep you from coming down physically and donating with us, you can still find a way to do it during that week as well. So we're excited about the fact that Acme is still on board. Who knew who was going to be on board and available for it this year with everything the way it's been changing and sidetracked and the schedules all over the place. So not only is a camp out happening, uh, but it's happening full force and in new ways today. And keep in mind um, that it is going to be a different date, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center uh, Complex. So it's actually two weeks earlier than we normally do it. It, it. But you know what? Again, we had massive fears at the beginning of this. How are we going to stage this and all the things and the, and the possibilities we m- would have had to roll with depending on how things played out. I'm excited for this year's camp out because I think it's going to be more than people think. Obviously, we're going to have to be safe about it. But it's going to be something really cool. Yeah, we're going to have a minimal contact uh, yeah. version of it, which we've been meeting weekly on to try and uh, bring that together. But uh, we'll have more details coming soon, but we're excited about this announcement with Acme. We're going to do the lesson question, and we're going to give away WWE 2K Battlegrounds. If you can answer this question correctly, according to Kathy, baby pro- photographer Ann Gettys is also known as what? Two one five two six three WMMR. According to Kathy, baby photographer Ann Gettys is also known as what? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's even know the answer. Call now. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see what we have for you today. What's going on, Steve? Well, Bethany Frankel slamming Kylie Jenner for posting a picture of daughter Stormy carrying a $12,000 Hermes backpack on her first day of school. (laughs) Kylie responded to Frankel saying anything less would have stood out on Stormy's Rolls Royce bus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Bonnie Lou Kern. One of the original Mickey Mouse Club Mouseketeers has died at the age, uh, excuse me, in the 50s, has died of natural causes at the age of 83. 
Curran will reportedly be buried in a shoebox. Oh, my God. And finally, Scott Disick was spotted on a first date with model Bella Banos at Nobu in Malibu on Thursday night. Onlookers report that Disick sat there with his mouth open for 10 minutes saying, um, after Banos asked him what he does for a living. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood track. Alrighty. We'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Uh, According to Kathy, baby photographer Ann Geddes is also known as the what, and I go to Brian for the answer. Hey there, Brian. How's it going? Good. All right. So, what is Ann Getty's known as? Baby shooter. The baby shooter. Yes. Hang on, Brian. We are going to give you WWE 2K Battlegrounds, and you can take your favorite WWE superstars and legends into battle with unhinged in your face pandemonium or create, customize, and edit your own characters. You can get it now on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Steam, and Stadia. Rated T-14. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Music News brought to you by uh, Salus University. Salus University offers some of the fastest growing and highest paid health professionals in the country, including optometry and audiology. And Salus University, future of health sciences since 1919. Uh, to apply, you can visit salus.edu. Uh, I believe we have audio of this. Dave Grohl's biggest fan, 10-year-old Nandy Bushell, has written an original theme song for the Foo Fighters frontman in response to him writing a performing, writing and performing a theme song for her recently. She posted the song on social media, writing in part, Mr. Grohl, the song you wrote for me was truly epic. Uh, you really are legendary. I wrote a song for you to say thank you. I made up and played all the instrument parts myself, just like you. It's called Rock and Grohl, the epic battle. I hope you love my song as much as I love your song for me. Whoever wins this round, it's been an honor to battle you. The rock gods of old are happy. Thank you, Dave and Foo Fighters. And it's great. It is. I followed her for a while. She's done several songs where she performs all the instruments on them and she did it on this so we'll play a little bit of this for you parts too yeah. man so I'm, I'm loving this whole thing uh, and they're they're still going back and forth uh, so she got Grohl's attention on social media when she shared a video of herself playing Foo Fighters Everlong and challenging him to a drum battle and he ran with it so good for her it's great Godsmack has earned a platinum digital single award certification for its number one rock single Gorilla Proof uh, that's what we call it. We call it Gorilla Proof. Yeah. No, it's Bulletproof. But for some reason, Steve started singing, Yo, Gorilla Proof. Gorilla Proof. And Which is equally as important. Yeah. In a statement, Sully Erna thanked fans for their support of the single. He said, uh, the plan from the beginning of this cycle 
uh, was try and step outside our comfort zone and explore new sounds and melodies in hopes for reaching new fans without alienating our core audience. Bulletproof really set the tone and paved the way for how well that vision has been executed. Yeah, bullet, uh, Gorilla Proof is important. Have you ever seen those guys that build what are called bear suits? Absolutely. Yeah. They yeah. could build a gorilla suit. I think you need... Well, we have uh, the story reported about the uh, zoo employee who... Accident. Well, a yeah. gorilla made its way through three doors and assaulted her. Broke where, a whole bunch of bones. Where was the guy running around dressed as a gorilla for a while? <laughs> he actually got was in it touch with North us. Wales. Am yeah, I it was like the right? North oh, Wales gorilla. Or North Wales gorilla. Like yeah, and it turned out he had a message and all this stuff. There was a ma- not a manifesto, but a mission. Yeah, How something was like Warminster? that. Warminster. The Warminster, Warminster gorilla? gorilla, maybe you're right. You Man. know, it's also if you're bringing up gorilla experiences, and I think this is the time usually yeah. on Friday when we talk about gorillas. Yeah, there was the huh? footage of the <laughs> the robotic baby gorilla. Yeah, and the other gorillas in this uh, collective. What would you call it? As a flock of gorillas? No, it's a gaggle. <laughs> a gaggle of gorillas, and they're going over, and they're they're looking at it. They're fascinated with it, but uh, it's oh. It, a group is called a troop. A troop of, a troop gorillas. of gorillas. Yeah, and uh, it yeah. was—it's uh, just amazing. They're so—it's astonishing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We're looking at video. That was pretty weird when they were doing that. I think that's robotic. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's trying to put a fast one. You can hear the gears moving. It's clearly some sort of pneumatic device <laughs> in there. Very weird. There must be some sort of Wi-Fi connection. Maybe you could just entertain the humans that are watching you and go from pretend. pretend. Everyone act excited. (laughs) We've clearly gone to so much work. Don't disappoint. (laughs) I didn't want to disappoint the humans. (laughs) Humor them, please, because, you know, a lot of work went into that. I don't want to disappoint them. It was called Stank Ape. What? Yeah. That's what they called that thing? In, the, in North Wales. Wales. Oh, I thought you were talking about the baby gorilla. There's a tag on it that says Stanky. <laughs> no, going back to the North Wales guy. Yeah, Stanky. <laughs> yeah. He was great. Okay, Stanky. We should get him in touch with female Joe Pesci. Right. Mount, uh, Monco Marvel? What? I guess that's what, like, the we did the interview with this guy. I, it, there's a, a fun-sized podcast up on PressingTheSteve.com, okay. and there you go. I thought we had talked to him. Yeah. All right, ACDC is back, the band, which has been coyly promoting its new Power Up album via social media posters and newspaper ads, has just sprung a 30-second clip of the new song. It's called Shot in the Dark. I didn't think to isolate it and get it ready for us today, but uh, across the Internet, they sent it, and there is still no release date announced for the new album as of yet. Uh, The latest lineup of the band features returning frontman Brian Johnson, Drummer Phil Rudd, bassist Cliff Williams, uh, and it's rounded out with co-founder, of course, Angus Young, and his nephew, Stevie Young, on guitars. We have it? Yep, there you ah, go. Marissa's good. Here we go. No more. Shut up. It's very McNeil. Yeah, Brian Johnson. Yeah. Sounds a lot like Mickey Rourke. No mountains. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my 
that guy. I can't listen to that. All right, we have the real <laughs> thing. Okay. Sorry. That was me. Sorry. That was me. Hey, at least you owned it, bro. He's yeah. Messed yeah. up. Hey, he's in a he's in a costume. You guys. <laughs> he's the only one that's gonna smell yeah, it. Going the gremlin. <laughs> All right, here's the actual clip of ACDC in the new song. So that was just uh, the bit of it. They oh, how is it that they keep doing it? Mm. Well, that they they, they, they operate have, within the same confines, they, the same sound, and they find different ways to make it work. They've stayed so consistent. Yeah, for what forty years or however long? It's just it's amazing. So is it possible? Well, their sound is so, and also, what would you call that, Preston? That the guitar sound that seems harmonically. Um, I don't know. Is it, well, is it's it... really bluesy. The actual yeah. and, and the actual um, the tone of, of the, the the distortion and the yeah. guitar and everything. You know, he's always used that Gibson SG, so he's going to get that same sound every time. And and whatever his his you know uh, effects that he's are going through, but it's just it's just unmistakable. And and nobody else does it like yep. him. It's it's great. So good good on them. And I'm I'm interested to hear the album. So um, here's another one. Uh, music coming out today. And it's called Digging Deep, Robert Plant's double-disc solo compilation. Uh, the 30-track collection ties in with the third season of his critically acclaimed podcast of the same name and includes three previously unreleased songs. The set does feature such plant favorites as Big Log, Heaven Knows, In the Mood, Ship of Fools. Great stuff. Uh, Hurting Kind and Angel Dance, among others. And there's few guests on there. Jimmy Page, Buddy Miller, Patty Griffin. Regis Philbin. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, Phil Collins, uh, Nigel Kennedy. I guess that's why they call it the blues. Um, <laughs> that's an Elton John song. I know. Uh, Richard Thompson and his side band, the Sensational Space Shifters. <laughs> and then one last thing. Bon- they come from space, but they don't come from here. <laughs> These are the space people. <laughs> Big wow. Deep. A that's different planet. <laughs> that is, that's the first cover I've ever yeah. heard of Space People. <laughs> and then one last thing, uh, I'm sure that um, uh, Pierre, Pierre will be excited about this. Thank you. I just guessed Billy Corgan. How did you know I was going to say Pierre? Yeah. I don't know, man. Sometimes we, uh, we sink. Bon Jovi's 15th album, 2020, finally drops five months after its original release date. Because I've wanted... Dead or alive. <laughs> Earlier this year, uh, once pandemic shut everything down, John Bon Jovi spoke to Yahoo and gave a State of the Union on the band's then soon-to-be-released album and scrapped live dates. He said, it's like a bad dream. I was going to release our new album on May 15th. And rehearsals were to begin this week. I was just going to do 20 arenas as warm-up to promote the album. Of course, and- you don't have person John lives in New Jersey. He's a New Jersey boy, born yeah. and bred. And he, he married his... Don't know if you know this. He married his high school sweetheart. I do remember hearing yeah. that. Yeah, it's pretty 
Wonderful story. Uh, and then he said, and then do the big stuff after that. Not only are the 20 shows postponed, but he said, I don't know when they're going to happen. All depends on what you read. None of us knows what's going to happen in the future. But what we do know is Bon Jovi's 15th album comes out today. Can I add one thing to music news before you wrap up? And, and the only reason I do it is because you brought up uh, Mass Singer Mickey Rourke. And I don't watch the Mass Singer, but I tuned in last night for three minutes. And I heard the best voice I've ever heard on it, and I'm really now curious. Who was to, it? It, I, it was the son singing that Lizzo song, Because I Love You. And it blew me away at how good it was. And she she nailed it, whoever it was. Can we so, get a clip? Well, if, if we can get a clip, yeah, and I'm sure you'd like to hear it. But for, the only reason I'm bringing it up is so that I can state on record, I'm now actually curious as to who this is. Yeah, I'm right. sure that so I will it forget. hooked you? Yeah, and I'm sure that I'm not going to follow up or watch the next episode. So whenever they reveal... Who the sun is? If the listeners can let Here. me know, I'm, I'm really curious. Here it is, Steve. That's it, yeah. Uh, all right, and while, while maybe Marissa will have time to get it, I don't know if she will or not, but I do want to mention uh, Rocktober Madness once again. We've been uh, rolling uh, the details out all morning long. We had our first matchups yesterday in the Pierre and Pancake uh, section, that their, their quadrant, <laughs> the biggest upset. A 16 seed beat a number one seed. How close was it, by the way? Do we I, know? Oh, it was yeah. real close. Yeah, was it? Was like it? 50, yeah, 51-49 for, for a stretch. Well, um, that's respectable. Winning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the st- listen, it's funny, though, and we'll go to this point, Preston, and you you made the, 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 the point earlier. When the presentation occurs, in that moment, whatever songs are played can easily sway, and yep. you can get a 16 seed upsetting a number one seed. When you open with Sweet Judy Blue Eyes, yeah. good mm-hmm. chance you might have a lot of people voting for CSNY, and they did beat the Rolling Stones. Uh, second was our matchup, Steve. It was the Eagles versus Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin moves ahead. Uh, we had Jackson and Sarah that faced off after that, and they, they do theirs in the afternoon. Case, can you see the time? Is it 3.30 and 4, uh, 5.30? Let's find out for sure. Is it uh, 3.30 and Yeah, 4? 3.30 and 5.30. Yep. All right, so at 3.30, it was Foo Fighters against Skinner. Foo Fighters beat them handily, and then Godsmack against Tool, and Tool won that. So all number one seeds won, except Crosby, Sills, Nash, and Young, a number 16 seed beating the Rolling Stones. All right, so they opened up with Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. Uh, what other songs did they do from CSNNY? I did not listen to all of it. I want to say Teacher Children might have been I in there. I thought it was Our House. Was it our, okay. It's a very, very, very fine house. Yes. So far is one of my favorite albums, and there isn't a song on there that I don't like. It's and, a beautiful um, album. Uh, interestingly enough, one of my favorite songs on that album is Find the Cost of Freedom. Yeah. And it's um, it's a short song, and all it is is like basically just two lines just sung over again. Yeah. That's all With it is. slide whistle. Nah, I don't remember hearing a song. Well, what version are you listening to? I'm probably listening to the one that recorded at Budokan. Oh, mm-hmm. that's it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know that one. Uh, so the matchups today uh, with Pierre having the first one uh, with he and Pancake in their section, a Weezer versus Lincoln Park. Uh, then we in the President Steve section have Van Halen against Jimi Hendrix, Battle of the Guitar Gods. And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I'll be curious uh, in the mix what's favored. I'm going to guess Jimmy wins that one just out of respect, but we'll see. Uh, Then you have uh, Jackson and Sarah as they have David Bowie and Nirvana facing off at 3.30 and then at 5.30. 
Jackie and Brant have Black Sabbath and Stevie Ray Vaughan. So we'll need your votes. All right, here's the the Sun Singer, okay. uh, Nick from uh, the Mass Singer. <laughs> Been in love before. What the hell are all these feeling jokes? Upon a time, I was alone. Don't wanna be alone no more. Got you something from the liquor store. A little bit of little and some more. Trying to open up a little more. Sorry if my heart a little Um, I'm drawing a blank on a name. It's a country singer. Oh, she's okay. a country singer. You think oh. it's Leanne Rimes? Casey thinks it's Leanne Rimes. It, it could be. It could I thought it was Joy Behar. <laughs> okay, interesting. Well, I don't. Is know. that who people are, are guessing over there? Okay. All right. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, we will find out. Thank All you. Right, there you well, go. We, know we got Mickey Rourke out of the way. Damn it. Let, yeah, are, are most of them really bad like Mickey Rourke? No. I think they're mostly just middling, you know? Okay. And, and they yeah. try hard, but the, I, I don't watch the show very often. I so. think it's Mick Jagger. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> really? All right. We are going to take a break. We're going to get back in a second. We'll do the letter of the day, give away the word of the week prize, see what Pierre's got in store. Stay close. We'll be right back. No sad bro Friday. Got kind of hosed on that whole basketball bracket thing back in March. So we're bringing back the bracket with MMR's Rocktober Madness. Each weekday, listen as your favorite bands battle it out and you decide who wins. Starting with 64 bands split into four regions Pierre Pancake, Preston Steve, Jackson Sarah. And Jackie Brent. Matchups every weekday at 11.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. with Pierre. And 3.30 and 5.30 with Jackson. And that's where you come in. Pull up the app or WMMR.com and vote for your favorite bands to move on or go home. It all comes down to one band. Crowned champion of Rocktober Madness. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and indoor air quality. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Friday morning. About ready to wrap things up. Not before we take care of some very important business here in a moment. I would like to thank our friends from Acme for being on the show. We had Dana Ward, Public Affairs Manager. Tom Laughlin, Senior VP of Merchandising and Marketing. And uh, they... You know, helped us ring in the head start with Acme awesome. for the uh, Camp Out for Hunger this year, which uh, we're working on. We're having meetings. We're getting that set. So they're going to be here before you know it, November 16th at Xfinity Live. <clears throat> but you can start donating today at Acme Market. When you're stopping in, you're doing your regular uh, grocery purchasing, um, they're going to ask you at checkout. Yes. And, and you can do it that way. So it's going to be an even easier way this time around. Um, and that's going to continue all the way through while the Camp Out for Hunger is going on. So that's a new thing this year. And we're, we're kind of bending the rules a little bit or the, or the standards that we've set over the years because of the, 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 all of the need that is, that is you know, what is 2020. Yes. And, uh, and the, 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 the biggest and most necessary year for the Camp Out for yeah, Hunger ever. Yeah. So uh, we thank Acme for going full support, all in. 
Yes. Damn it, they're going balls deep, Steve. Balls oh deep, right. God. So anyhow, you to can quote edit Bob that, Crane. You can edit that part out <laughs> when you send them this. Well, but anyhow. Like beach balls. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they go man. deep. Yeah. I get uh, my favorite footballs from Acme. My favorite Eagles footballs. I told you. I think that's what you were talking yeah, about. That's right, yeah. Those balls. So anyhow, we thank them. And thank you to Tony Roberts for being Yay! on the show. Healing, healing, uh, I said healing. <laughs> the healing power of laughter, yeah. Preston, healing is going to be seen at said helium comedy love. <laughs> Save Casey Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and that will be this weekend. Two shows on Friday and Saturday sold out each, but there are two shows on Sunday. Check for ticket availability at helium. No sign, bro. It's Friday. Comedy.com. <laughs> hi, Pierre. Why, hi. How you doing, Uncle? Oh, fine, thank you. Excellent, Uncle Pierre. I am, I am UP. <laughs> what you drinking over there? Is that your coffee? Coffee. Well, okay. I, yeah. It looks a little light color it's, for you. Uh, a little light. Okay. Uh, I uh, yes. I can't okay. find the remote. I know. <laughs> I can't find the remote, dude. I can never find the remote. Bill, <laughs> Bill was uh, drinking some of your brew yesterday when he came in here after the show, and so I guess you, do, when you when you bring in your special brew, you kind of share the wealth a little bit. You make oh, a whole yeah. pot of it. I okay. put a pot of it on, um, but Bill usually cuts it with the regular, right? Yeah. Uh, because mine is a little too strong for a his. Firm, yeah. Uh, so this... I think uh, I think Bill could go head to toe with you in uh, or head to head or whatever, <laughs> toe to toe, toe to toe, toe to toe, head to toe, whatever. Maybe you guys are lying in bed together and you're going head to toe. My point here is this. Um, Bill drinks a lot of coffee. And uh, when you guys are uh, in bed together. <laughs> what image What image have you now conjured and permanently planted in the, in the mind? What he's saying is when you and Bill are 69. <laughs> of our Head dear to listeners. Toe. I just, he's uh, a happily married I, I man. I started making a point and then I abandoned it. Yeah, just then. You're are saying you that Bill is every bit the coffee drinker that Pierre is. That's what. In amount? Right. Yeah, he drinks a right. lot of coffee. Yeah, he does do right. a lot. All right, anyhow, glad we got all that out of the way. It's so important. Yeah, are you ready to do the letter of the day? <laughs> yeah. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. G as in gong. All right, G as in gong. We'll take caller. That's it. Number 8 at 215-263-WMMR. Get on the phone. Call us now. If you're the eighth caller, you get to take a shot at that and tell us what that word of the week is. And we'll find out in just a little bit. So yesterday, let's talk about Rocktober Madness and what happened there. What happened there? Rolling Stones were defeated by the number 16 seed Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. I, um, you know, as I said yesterday, I'm crazy about both bands. Uh, I had no belief that the Stones could be beaten by CSN, CSNY. And, um, uh, you know, I, I stopped between the first two songs. It was Start Me Up into Sweet Judy Blue Eyes and told a little story of Sweet Judy Blue Eyes and how it's actually a series of songs that Stephen put together with the incredible harmonies of David and Graham on the very first album. That's actually before Neil joined them. Uh, then the second song wasn't actually Our House. It was Teach Your Children. Uh, uh, yep, yep. And uh, then uh, two Stone songs, uh, Sympathy and Start Me Up, and, and legendary Stone songs. But I told the story, and you know, and somebody called in who said, well, you know, I'm, I could pass on the Stones. i got to go with CSN. Uh, you know, calls are welcome during the uh, voting uh, process. But they don't count, nor does texting. You have to go to the uh, online section to vote this time around. 
And um, I don't know if the call influenced anyone. I don't know if my explanation of the song influenced or anyone. Or song selection. Or because, song selection. I mean, you don't, it's not like you're getting to review the entire catalog. Right. You're picking uh, two or three songs that are emblematic. And it, is it your discretion what songs are selected or are they? Uh, these ones were uh, were suggested uh, by Bill and Chuck because uh, normally I would have I wouldn't have gone with Sympathy for the Devil because it, it's played so often, right? Uh, and the Stones have seven hundred other songs that are incredible. I liked starting with Start Me Up, um, but these you know. But I I said well you know let's let this roll just just the way it's put here, and um, I probably also would have put deeper cuts from CSNY in, but those are two giant songs from them. So who knows why. Mm-hmm. It happened, and we were following the the graph on the yeah. computer, and it just <laughs> you know it started with Stones way ahead, and then CSNY kept creeping up and creeping up, and then a pancake comes in, and I had wasn't looking at it. He goes, "This thing is even." I go, "It is not," and I came out on his computer screen and looked at it, and holy yes, it was. Yeah. And then they started creeping ahead. I said, they, "There, there's going to be a bounce." You know what? There also might be a reappreciation for Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young because there have been a couple of documentaries like right. uh, uh, the, in the Valley. I think it's called. Uh, I forget the name of it. It's it's, it's great about uh, Laurel Canyon and the uh, Laurel Canyon, uh, yeah. the Echo, or? right? Echo in the Canyon, Echo in the Canyon, and and. Uh, uh, these are things that you you realize how Joni Mitchell and all these things that just kind of came into being and this incredible sound that they generated and whatever it is, it's to it's an incredible way to start this whole thing to have an upset like that. Yeah, yeah. there's a nice David Crosby documentary out called "Remember My Name" as well. Which it's great this story, but um, interesting. So with that in mind, I said, "All right." So with that in mind, I kind of actively campaigned for the Eagles to win the second round against Led Zeppelin. How'd that go? And they were smashed. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were smashed by the Zeppelin machine. It rolled right over them. So who knows? Do you have a favorite at this point? Do you have any idea? Or are you just going to no. leave it up to chance? I, I you know I I I would like I would like an odd band to go all the way. So not, you know, not a giant, I would like, not a Zeppelin, not a Tool, not one of the giant bands. I would like some... Crowded house. Yeah, crowded house. <laughs> you know, some freakish band to take it all the way. Well, yeah. I mean, there's, there's not, unfortunately, there's not a lot of freakish bands on here. I mean, like a Weezer could come out of nowhere and do it. Or you get like a solo artist, like maybe a Stevie Ray Vaughan, who's certainly one of the all-time greats. Right. But not necessarily a juggernaut in the world of rock. Right. You know what I mean? So. Right. Yeah, something might happen. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's It'll fun. Be fun. Oh, yeah. it's great fun. You, yeah. I, and so, some people were getting, you know, angry, <laughs> and I, I had to, I had to just caution. It's just fun. You know? Yeah, yeah. Just having fun. It doesn't yeah. signify that any of these bands are any better than any others. They're all different textures, you know. But just have fun with it. Yes. That's what it's all about. I keep taking pictures. I want to get a progression of how our windows tint over time. (laughs) Right, Uh, right. And since Pierre's been in here, they've been getting darker. So like every 30 seconds, I've been taking a picture of him. We should do a time lapse. Well, they're made by Depression Glass Incorporated. (laughs) I'm telling you. Uh, Yeah. yeah. You want to be depressed, look out our windows. (laughs) It's uh, always cloudy. Let's go to the phones. We're looking for caller number eight. And everybody, it is Dan. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Can I buy some pot from you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dan, before we do the weed transaction, what is the word of the week, if you can pronounce it? That would be Zhang. J-E-O-N-G. Correct and great day in the morning. That is correct, Dan. 
You just won yourself a thousand dollars, my man. Congratulations to you, buddy. <laughs> you can get plenty of weed with a grand. Hang on a second. We'll, all right, you bet, man. We'll get your information. Of course, Ken Jong is the host of I Can See Your Voice, which is where we got the prize from. And isn't that on Ken's Day? It's on Ken's Days. Yes, Wednesday is Ken's Day on Fox. It's a double dose of Dr. Ken on the all-new Night of Family Fun Starting with America's number one show, The Masked Singer, followed by I Can See Your Voice, a brand new show that asks, can you guess if someone can sing without hearing their voice? It all starts Wednesdays at 8, only on Fox 29. Uh, what's up on the program uh, today, Pierre, besides the Rocktober Madness, of course? All right. Well, we've got Tom Petty, uh, Workforce Block. Uh, we lost him today in 2017. I will play you the last song he ever played in Philadelphia and concert coverage of that. We have Foo Fighters. We have The Cars. Uh, we have Rocktober Madness at 1130. Weezer against Lincoln Park at 130. It's Van Halen versus Jimi Hendrix. Later with Jackson, 330. It's uh, Bowie versus Nirvana. Wow. Like, I'd, I'd love to see Bowie take that. Well, Bowie also, Nirvana has one of their most popular songs right. is a yeah. Bowie cover. It's a David Bowie song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and at 5.30, Black Sabbath against Stevie Ray Vaughan. So we shall see. It will be interesting. All right, I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme Markets Fresh Foods, local flavors. Also, Duncan, the official coffee of the President and Steve Show, and Godshaw's Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon. Next week on our program, Ian Ziering will be getting Ah, the yeah. star of Sharknado. Yes, he is. Uh, Lewis Black, great comedian. Awesome. I love Lewis Black. Uh, Keith Coogan. So Keith Coogan, another one of these guys that just, he's had a couple of really fun characters, and that's why we're getting on board. Like, we had Colonel Sanders from yeah, yeah. Spaceballs. Keith Coogan played the brother in... Uh, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Yep. He also played uh, the brother in uh, uh, Adventures in Babysitting. Okay. He was also in uh, Toy Soldiers. You know him. He's just been in tons of stuff. And so we're going to talk to him about that and more. And we have a very special morning broadcast with our favorite composer, Oscar winner, multi-award winner, Michael Chikino next week. He's wow. going to be on for the full show, right? He's going to yeah. be on for the show, what? and he will have access. For the whole show? He'll yeah. Bring, he'll have his piano on, and he'll be <laughs> performing music and staying on the show with us. It's pretty cool. That's very He's cool. a real deal friend of ours. We're oh, excited no, about No, dude. It. You've yeah. been to his, like, place and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be cool. cool. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great uh, weekend, and we'll see you on Monday, gang. Bye-bye. <laughs> The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Preston and Steve has Zeppelin, the Eagles, Queen, Pearl Jam, Journey, Van Halen. If the winner don't come from your quarter, it's rigged. Next message. Thank God it's Friday. That's all I gotta say. Carry on. Next message. You gotta be kidding me. It's 7.30 in the morning, and you're talking about tacos and restaurants and food. Holy s***, guys, you're making me hungry. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. <laughs> 